15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. X, it's time for your pap smear. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I can't. I don't have a cervix. <laughs> gonna get weird, yo. Get in the stirrups. Mm-hmm. That works for me. <laughs> everybody this is the utah outcast we are a very much uncensored and unabashedly atheist show coming at you from the great and spacious state of utah via podcast and youtube we strive to bring you some entertaining news that you miss some fun with real audio and oh so much more each week for each topic we find funny infuriating or just plain newsworthy we make sure to consume each with as much skepticism and as much irreverence as legally allowed the panel for this week's show consists of that debonair and suave movie critic kyle steenblake that's me. Hi. And Felicia will get her introduction, too, but she's not here to enjoy it just yet. And to the left is the, the always prepared to lob blueberries, the amazing and irascible <laughs> Felicia Entwistle. She'll be here soon. Uh, our special guest is someone that I'm excited to have on the show this week. She's the chapter head for the Satanic Temple here in Utah. Uh, someone who made a dream of mine come true by simply existing and doing the work that she does. The one and the only Shalise Blythe. Hello. And there are those who call me Chris... But for the internet's sake, as well as, well as my own hatred of sibilance, uh, I am X, and I'm here for my <laughs> weekly hosting duties. Uh, before we get started in earnest, I wanted to give a quick nod to all the heavy-hitting people who keep this boat afloat, and, or as you know them, our sustaining patrons, uh, Robert Jones, Dan Ellis, and Lewis Cruz. Uh, if there was a Mr. Howell to this SS Minnow, it would be Danny Lopez, who could have <laughs> seriously pole-vaulted himself off of the island via, via, uh, via the Mariana Trench. That's he. Dick jokes. Uh, <laughs> these four named and awesome people deign to contribute to the show's production each week by giving us money via Patreon. If you don't own the funds to make it rain, but you'd like the show support support anyway, all we ask is that you give us a few seconds of time in whatever app or platform you use to catch our show, or just leave us a rating at the very least. You know, a subscribe. As always, you can find us on various social media as Utah Outcast, or just e- email us at mailbag at utahoutcast.com, or hit us up on the Derb line, 347-669-3377, or... Dip now, derp! If you want to dial that number. Uh, so, what's, what what do you guys been up to for the week? Anything fun going on with y'all? Mm, fun? I don't know about <laughs> fun. Um, you guys have a Shalise. Uh, <clears throat> you guys have a barbecue coming up, do you not? Or is it this do. weekend? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be this oh. Sunday. Uh, Shit! So they're not going to hear about at <laughs> Fairmont Park, which I believe is in the Sugar House area, and mm-hmm. it's uh, between one and five p.m. and it's for everybody, so you don't have to be a Satanist to attend. Uh, it's just an open event where people can come hang out, just very relaxed. Um, should be a good fun time. I hope so, and the weather should be nice. So well, by the time people are hearing this, I'm sure it was a great time. I'm sure yeah. it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we'll have had so much fun without you guys. You guys fucking missed it. <laughs> So anyway, with, with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our first segment. The fans know what's coming, but for the rest of you, it's time for... News You Missed. And what a better way to start our show each week than to plunge headfirst into the headlines that uh, the networks did not pick up. 
Or if they did, they definitely didn't come with our bias. The first one that we have up here is, well, you know the whole Colin Kaepernick thing? We I talked about it quite a bit on the Godless Revolution with those guys, and God, it's been talked about on every fucking show that you could possibly listen to in podcast land. But if you don't know, he's the San Francisco quarterback guy mm-hmm. that decided not to stand up for the national anthem. And about the only thing you got to see was like his shoulder pads as he was sitting on a bench when the fucking anthem was playing. You know, when all of football America was at home sitting on the couch getting pissed off that no one was standing <laughs> up for the for the national anthem. Well, apparently, Brian Fisher, one of the guys we love to talk about on the show quite often, he uh, he says that Colin Kaepernick is breaking the law. Well, yeah, no, not by really. not standing for the national anthem. Mm, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Brian Fisher claims that there is no question that Kaepernick is violating federal law by kneeling or sitting rather than standing or placing his hand over his heart while the national anthem is played. Uh, and he Not, says the evidence yeah. for this is the U.S. code. I didn't realize we had a U.S. code. No. Anyway, it says, uh, has no, which has no legal authority, but Section 301 says that when the anthem is being played, civilians should face the flag, and stand at attention with their right hand over their heart. Brian should. (laughs) That's the operative word there, douchebag. (laughs) It's just a recommendation. I mean, the First Amendment, which has has legal authority, says that you don't have to follow that recommendation, but it's not as if Brian Fisher actually would give a shit about that kind of thing. Who's going to let the details get in the way? (laughs) (laughs) Details. Those just silly little things. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just find it funny, and uh, if you, if you want to go check out on Twitter, Andrew Seidel had a uh, quite a back and forth with him on this kind of thing. He's like, and Brian Fisher's like, well, the military has to stand at attention, and, the, and I was like, no, they have to follow the Unified Code of Military Justice. That's a completely different fucking rule book than the the normal people have to follow. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's completely different. Not even close to the same thing. Yeah, I mean, we've had many many rulings already about the. Uh, the whole having to stand for the pledge and stand for the national anthem and everything. It's a First Amendment right that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And it's gone to Supreme Court, so fuck you, Brian Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one that we have up here, we have Ohio School District. Uh, their new CEO finally cuts creationism and intelligent design from the science curriculum. Finally. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, as I posted this article, I'm like, uh, wasn't this Shouldn't this have been done already? Shouldn't this have been a foregone conclusion? I mean, I, th- I thought we went through this already in this in this nation. Yeah, I, th- I thought so too. In uh, Ohio, yeah. what's up? That's a battleground state too. God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that, that was even still an issue. I didn't know that that had happened. So, yeah, you uh, you see news stories all the time about uh, you know these uh, these school boards. They're um, mm-hmm. when it comes to just determining the curriculum they want taught for their students, and so it always comes up the creationism. And you see a lot of you see a lot of teachers, especially in the science field, who are just like you know this is not this is not scientifically valid, and we don't want to be teaching this in the schools. But obviously, mm-hmm. their quote unquote compromise is to teach both. So but we got to teach the com- <laughs> to teach so, the controversy. Teach the controversy. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember obviously having gone to school in Utah. I, uh, I remember that being the case. Being uh, in science class is. Um, uh, you're taught both, so you have the heavy-handed evolutionary, the um, you know the you know you, you hear the Big Bang theory, everything like that, and then kind of as a afterthought, it's 
And then there's this other thing. <laughs> well, I'm feel done. happy because that's exactly what they taught when I was in Louisiana and Arkansas and stuff, too. That, yeah. I pretty much got the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't feel that the uh, the um, uh, intelligent design has any uh, I don't feel that the intelligent design uh, argument should be presented in schools. But at the same time, as long as you're presenting both, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I, you should I, you should give as much credence as there are percentage of people that think that is the the truth in the world. You know, creationism. How many people really believe this? Oh, a small amount of people that actually have no evidence for the shit. You know, well, it, it really helps the teacher that I had at the time. Obviously, she did not believe in the creation that like the, the creation. <laughs> um, so the way in which it was presented was all of. All of everything we learned was was completely in line with what we understand in the science community. And then it was just like a. And then there's this other theory that's out there. This is what it is. And there you go. So (laughs) I I think a lot of the attitude, um, you know, with the the people who are teaching it has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. When you get really science minded teachers, it's really great because they do just gloss over it. And I I really enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah. They just say, this is the other thing that's out there. You guys obviously know what I'm talking about. So there you go. Yeah. Because your parents (laughs) teach this shit all the time. There is. I don't know. I think it could, it could have some merit, uh, if it's presented in, you know, with the, here's a bad idea. Yeah. You know, here's, here's why this is not exactly good science or science at all. Here's an example of an idea that's crappy. The specific headline, uh, there was a writer for the Daily Beast that said a current curriculum map, um, recommends teachers in this public school district show a creationist video. Oh. And the creationist oh. video was called Cambrian Fossils and the Creation of Species as a 10th grade science education. This video claims that the Cambrian explosion totally invalidates the theory of evolution. Mm. This is a new one to me. I might want to research I've this. I've never one, heard but. that. Yeah. Yeah. But for people that are not in the know, the Cambrian explosion was a time period nearly 550 million years ago, where over the next tens of millions of years, the number of species on Earth experienced a relatively rapid expansion by evolutionary standards. Christian creationists regularly point to this explosion of life as evidence for creation by God and against evolution. So, like, there was other life already <laughs> happening on this planet before the Cambrian time, and then all of a sudden Cambrian happens, then it's just when God went lightning bolt, fucking, let's make this shit. Let's make me some, like, bird fishes. Yeah. But doesn't could... that invalidate the whole, in seven days, God created everything? So then you have, so why well, would he. That's when you get, get into the what, intelligent, when you yeah. get into the shitty intelligent design arguments where they're like, oh, well, but they don't mean literally seven days. They mean yeah. seven of God's days. And yeah, so. that's that's when you that's when you get into the hardcore apologetics where it's, oh well, you know, God didn't use the Julian calendar. <laughs> yeah, nobody did during that time. God fuckers. didn't know what daylight savings time was, so it's totally valid. You yeah. know, it, it still fucks me up that like we still have September as the ninth month. That pisses me the fuck off. I don't know why. It's just, and October is the tenth month. It's like no, that's no. You're just teaching kids wrong. 
should be like non what does it be that's what uh november should is should be the ninth month <laughs> yeah should december be. should be the tenth month <laughs> <laughs> and forgive me i don't know what 11 is in, in greek letters in greek words i don't know elevensies elevensies <laughs> Ooh, i'm gonna get me some food no elevensies <laughs> <laughs> tober and second breakfast ween <laughs> So the CEO for the district put a stop to the anti-science nonsense. Well, thankfully, yay. (laughs) Uh, The memo says that beginning this 2016-2017 school year, any reference to intelligent design creationism or any like concepts are eliminated from the science curriculum. Hooray! And uh, he writes that the discussions, activities, videos, and articles that may have referenced or what he characterized as objectionable concepts have been replaced with state science standards. (gasps) That's that common core stuff getting in the way. No, we can't have standards. No, we can't possibly let a kid move from one state to another and, you know, be able to pick up where the fuck he left off in the last class, you know. No, we can't have that. I moved hey, a lot that's as a kid. Hey, man, that's, that's intruding on states' rights. Come on. <sighs> you know better, X. That's states' rights shit. Oh, that bugs the fuck <laughs> out of me. Like, no, do, do you enjoy being a member of this giant fucking commonwealth of, of like, states? Do you not enjoy that? No, I don't enjoy that. Well, mm. you can just fuck the right. You can just fuck off. That's what you should do. <laughs> and apparently Mexico is talking about, you know, invalidating the, the, the treaty <laughs> that gave California and Texas to us. <laughs> I didn't bring up that Good news luck. article, but they're trying to say if Trump becomes president, they're going to essentially spark the Mexican-American war all over again. <laughs> Yay. I like the taco trucks. Taco trucks on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here- for that give me yeah give me taco trucks here's a shocker joseph smith you know the founder of the mormon church for those that didn't fucking know if you're listening to us in utah you know who joe smith is uh he had a second seer stone <laughs> and this article is like here's what we know about it <laughs> it was a rock yeah it was a rock <laughs> no it was my iphone don't you know yeah, he oh, put it in the yeah. hat so that he could see the screen better. <laughs> That's the only way he could get reception. Like, he yeah. didn't have a thing where you swipe yeah. up and then, like, move it over so you can actually see the make the brightness better. I mean, that's... Uh, no. Yeah, he had to put it in the hat like you're... Oh, outside. so it's like one of those, like, one of those flip phones? Yeah. <laughs> it's an old StarTac phone. Old Star- <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> or if you're outside, you have to go find a shady spot and, like, cover it with your hands to try to see the number. <laughs> so now they're saying that it's not only that topazish kind of you know um what the what the hell would that be what kind of stone was that it was like a brown uh, I don't know I don't know it was it would look like a piece of petrified stone that had been like worn down and smoothed over mm-hmm. uh so there was a Palmyra resident by the name of Pomeroy Tucker not Pomeranian Tucker who uh <laughs> worked on the publication of the Book of Mormon you know all those hands making the work very much lighter i guess uh remembered that Joseph Smith Seerstone had a whitish glassy appearance though opaque resembling quartz in his 1867 book it probably was quartz oh it, it was a magic crystal i see if it resembled quartz it probably was quartz <laughs> Sorry about the flooding, guys. The, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear my pipes from <laughs> going. <laughs> my family just got home. They had a late night. So <laughs> so the there were other sources at that time that claimed the early Palmyrans, oh, God, uh, reflected the same description of the stone, making it difficult to know if they were original observations or, you know, mimicked his more informed and publicly declared opinion. 
Because, you know, we, we, they don't think for themselves. We humans, we, we think for ourselves all the time, don't we? Of course we no, do. No, no, we just repeat yeah. shit that we hear. That's what we do on the show, too, but anyway. Uh, unlike his brownstone. There's <laughs> a Guns, Guns N' Roses song for you right there. Uh, Joseph Smith did not give away his white stone. In fact, the Nauvoo apostles remember him showing them his seer stone. I bet they did. <laughs> you want to see my seer stone? He showed everybody his stone. It was white and every. <laughs> what, what did they say? It was whitish, glassy appearance, though <laughs> opaque, resembling quartz. Man needs to get out in the sun more often. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they were talking about it. Oliver Cowdery and all that bullshit. He had possession of it, and during the time uh, Joseph had been working, had been working on the Book of Abraham. You know. When he took that Egyptian papyrus and translated it into a book, he took a facsimile and made it into the book of Abraham, which is by far one of the wackiest fucking things that the Mormons have in their, in their book of, in their bag of tricks. It's just, a, it's, it's hilarious to me. So it's awful. It is. I mean, that's the one where like he, he says, Oh, it's, uh, the, this guy that's, that's planning on killing Noah or not Noah. What the fuck is it? Abraham. And yeah. It's it was, so stupid. Look at that in the Kinderhook plates and Reformed Egyptian and Brigham's language and all that shit. When when the Mormons finally got kicked the fuck out of Missouri and and wherever else they were just fucking killed out of, well, sorry, kicked out of, because they they did get quite slaughtered. But uh, uh, when they finally like started exiting west, they got really fucking wacky. That's when <laughs> things got really weird, and they settled here, and it's still wacky. <laughs> But anyway, they're trying to say that, oh, was this white seer stone more important to Joseph Smith than his brown seer stone? Well, yeah, he liked the light, he liked the white ones better. Yeah, because the other one <laughs> hardened their hearts against God. <laughs> one's a Lamanite stone, one's a Nephite stone. <laughs> and they ask they ask the heavy hitting questions. Of the, this is from LDS Living, is where I grabbed oh. this thing from. So they hit they hit all the heavy fucking like topics. So did Joseph Smith translate the Book of Mormon with the white seer stone? No, he didn't well, with either. So <laughs> Well, what was their answer? Uh let's see. There are almost no contemporary accounts of the Book of Mormon translation that describe the color of Joseph Smith's seer stones. But they that doesn't stop them from making all sorts of paintings and shit where he's wearing like a breastplate with glasses attached to it that he's supposedly <laughs> using. Not the whole head in the hat thing where the Mormon church actually has articles about that, you know. Yes, this mm -hmm. is how he did it. And you have people from the church actually commenting on this stuff. So, so in 1830, uh, Joseph Smith purportedly used a seer stone to give the newly baptized future apostle Orson Pratt of Revelation. And though he may be given Oliver Cowdery his brown stone, yeah, he gave him his brown stone, he appeared <laughs> to have possessed another stone that he was actually using. So... They're saying, yeah, he might have used it. They don't have any fucking hard answers on this stuff. Where's the stone today? Apparently got given to the Lorenzo Snow family. I don't, I don't fucking know. <sighs> you just, you start digging into this church and like, even when you just barely break the surface, there's just a bunch of crazy in there. And this yeah. is, this is no short example of it. They're like, Oh, he had a white stone. <gasps> oh my gosh. That's so fucking amazing. That's such a great story. And everybody else is like, dude. It you're talking about a guy using <laughs> stones to translate a book from gold plates that nobody ever saw with their real eyes. They saw them with their spiritual eyes, and they were in a hill, taken out of the hill, given to him by an angel, taken away, given back, taken away again. <laughs> it was a rock. It was a it's rock. It's a rock. It's almost like it was made up or something. 
a little bit. Just no, just like his bit. his first encounter story or whatever the fuck they call it, the first mm-hmm. whatever, where he's changed it like six times since he originally made the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it got more exciting each time. Yeah, and the, the book that, you know, is <laughs> supposed to be the most perfect blah, blah, fucking blah that there is. How come there have been all these changes to it? <laughs> like, we're talking about a book that was written in English that's been changed from English to English. You know, mm-hmm. We're not talking about translation errors and shit like that. Man. Yeah, didn't he have a... Uh, I read somewhere that somebody who read through the uh, Book of Mormon, uh, they could absolutely tell that what was translated, the, the way in which it was, like, the words and the sentence structure, everything about it reflected the same amount of uh, schooling that Joseph Smith had. Mm-hmm. Like, to the same, to the same level. Do I yeah, remember? There, were, yeah. there were chapters and stuff directly lifted from another person's book. There were, mm-hmm. uh, it was another book around the same time where they were asking the same questions. What were the Indians? Were they the Lost Tribe of Israel kind of thing? It was almost the exact same fucking story. Oh. Yeah. And there was also the, what was it? Like how every sentence structure that he uses and, and, and so it came to pass and yeah, all that other bullshit, yeah. bullshit stuff that he was saying that came from like direct from the King James Bible. Like we, we, there's, mm-hmm. there's translation errors that made it from King James into the Book of Mormon. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there he's like, Oh no, he didn't use any of that to make the, make this book. No, he took shit boilerplate and just changed names. <laughs> That's all he did. Yeah. The reason it sounds so familiar is because it's the same story with different people. <laughs> so, uh, John Kasich, that fucking dick. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So he was apparently, you know, the best possible candidate for the GOP. <laughs> <laughs> no, really not. But he's the Ohio governor and the former, former presidential candidate, uh, was in New Hampshire recently to endorse fellow Republican Chris Sununu for governor. Sununu. He's still around. I, didn't, I can't I believe it. that shit. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, so during a tour of downtown Exeter, Kasich entered a bookstore and saw a Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Penthouse, <laughs> no, and shared his irrational thoughts about Daniel Radcliffe, the openly non-religious actor who played Potter in the movies, as, as if none, nobody from our generation and the ones after us fucking know who Daniel Radcliffe is. Who? Yeah, Swiss Army Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to see that still. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's, this is what he has for a quote here. You know that Daniel Radcliffe has declared himself an athe- atheist? I'm serious. What a weird thing. Why would a guy who has all that success just, I mean, what the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> it's not like he worked for it or anything. It's not like he spent his whole childhood on movie sets and, you know, doing <laughs> PR tours and everything, you know. No, you can't, like you can't possibly be successful. Adult. You can't be successful unless you have a God belief, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes me wonder, what would happen if Kasich, you know, learned about people like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, who, <laughs> atheist, uh, Bill Gates, who, atheist, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. who gave a shit ton of money <laughs> away, who continuously gives a shit ton of money away. He's like, I'm never going to be able to spend this all. Same thing with Zuckerberg. He's mm-hmm. you guys see the rocket exploded, right? Yeah. The yeah. SpaceX rocket. That was Mark Zuckerberg's satellite that was on top of it. Oh. <laughs> hey Mark. Gotta <laughs> sorry about your satellite. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm kinda sad David. because that was gonna give uh, free internet to the people in Africa. Yeah. Um, kind of okay. bummed. He'll launch another one in six months. It's yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah, tax right off. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy to have just fucking billionaire money and you could just spend money like on whatever pet project you want to do? 
I want to have a, a water fountain in the park that dispenses beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do that. You can't do that legally, can't I? Million dollars to their fund. You still can't do that. Two billion dollars. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. <laughs> it's okay. We'll put a we'll put a sign up. <laughs> We're yeah. Drinking fountain make a tea alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, he says, "What a weird thing!" Like, I'm I'm sure Kasich has been around atheists before. And it's successful people. I'm sure that he's been around successful atheists and even, you know, non-successful ones. It's like, mm-hmm. all, why, why does us not having a belief in something make us weird? I, I don't understand that. I, I, it's probably the same reason when I read these people's like holy books and I'm like, they seriously believe this shit. This, no, no, you can't possibly think that this is like real. You can't, <laughs> there's just no way you can't do that. And so then they have the same weird. reaction to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but at least mine's based in real world beliefs. You know, it's like, uh, how many people have been dead for like three days and came back? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the Middle East when you weren't putting them on ice or anything. And yeah, that was a whole prestige thing. I'm, I'm convinced of that one. He had a twin. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> or a nah. cloning machine made by Tesla. <laughs> nah. It was, it was, it was Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Healing yeah. factor. Yeah. That's, that's Man. really all it was. Uh, let's see. The next one that we have here is a. Uh, this is our last one, actually. There's a preacher, by, Christian preacher, by the name of Marcus Rogers, who recently was begging fans for like almost half a million dollars. You know, please, please donate to my charity. And he's raised like um, over three thirty thousand dollars because of this. He has like a Kickstarter, not a Kickstarter, because you actually have to have a product. You can't just sell them bullshit. Um. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can, but you actually have to have a real product that you're planning on building. Yeah. But anyway, he asked a whole bunch of people for like half a million dollars because it would help him somehow spread the uh, the word of Jesus to the land. Anyway, so he's also a staff sergeant in Fort Campbell. That's in oh, Kentucky for people out there. And he <laughs> he baptized an army specialist by the name of Daifal Ali, who, in, after the baptism, drowned. <laughs> after the baptism took place. So, plunged him under the water. Next thing you know, he gasps and he's got a lung full of water and then he dies. Huh. So, uh, the biggest problem for this Rogers guy is that uh, he's not a chaplain. So, in the military, yeah. you're not authorized to baptize anyone on a military base. No. <laughs> and so... That's... He, and you also destroyed, you know, government property by killing a, another troop. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he didn't take proper precautions and he could be in a lot of fucking trouble. So so who comes out of the woodwork that we haven't heard of heard from in a long time? Oh, no. The baseball cap wearing neck bearded douche nozzle oh. that is Josh Feuerstein. God damn it. Who's encouraged his followers to harass the news station that reported on the story until they take it down. How dare you tell the truth? How dare you expose truth? Fuck you. Fuck you. Take it down. I'm going to, you should go kill yourself. That's what, <laughs> that's the kind of people these Christians are. I bet. How, do, how, how would a Christian harass? I mean, aren't they supposed to be like nice and upright and good and all that stuff? You know, what kind uh, of you've been talking to? I don't know shit. <laughs> I'm just saying they should. Shouldn't they? Isn't there, yeah. isn't there a big thing, the golden rule bullshit that they try to believe, you know, doing to others? <laughs> Well, no, that's just it. Do under yeah. <laughs> they're, they're definitely de- people like that are definitely out there, but it seems mm. like they're very 
the the problem is is that you know the noisy ones are always the one that get the most attention and Mm -hmm. the ones who just kind of do their thing in the background nobody nobody thinks they exist because they do exactly that they just kind of do their own thing and i love those kind because they keep to their own (laughs) they don't try to change fucking legislation they don't try to try to change rules Yep, they're cool. They're cool just like doing their own thing and let other people do their own thing and it's it's great. So there are definitely those out there, but they're not the noisy ones and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So they want him to take the story down because how dare they tarnish this guy's reputation. Uh, and this is Furistein's thing. He says, it's News Channel 5, okay? That's coming after this incredible young preacher for, of the gospel for baptizing and essentially in their story almost accusing him of murder. He kind of uh, did murder him. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't just, premeditated. I mean, it was manslaughter. manslaughter yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm telling you, he needs help. He needs your help because News Channel 5 needs to know they can't run this kind of ridiculous story and expect to get away with it. Uh, you dunked a dude in the water under, without having the, pro, the, the, the prior approval to do such a thing, and he died. And you're wondering why this guy's in trouble. Gee, I fucking won <laughs> Okay. They told you don't do a thing, and you did a thing. How mad do you get as a parent, Kyle, when your kids don't do a thing, and they do it anyway? Oh, I've I've just I've just given up You've at given this point. Up. Just, oh no, you're gonna do the thing anyway. So you just do the thing, <laughs> and we'll clean it up after, and just. <laughs> so I mean, he wasn't supposed to baptize anyone in in partic- in that particular location, uh, and so that just complicates their Christian persecution complex. The station hasn't taken the story down yet, so yay. Uh, good, good for them not caving into this faith-based bully. Um, anyway, I, I still wonder where Josh's like twenty thousand dollar Red One camera that he bought is. I I bring that up every time I think about the guy because he he had a begging campaign where he, he was e begging for for this camera to be used, and he even raised like twenty grand for it. Never got the camera, but showed up like the next week with like a new like Cartier watch on and all this other stuff, and it's like mm hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he's still give, shooting his shit on an iPhone. <laughs> and, st- and still vertically. Yeah, no shit. He still hasn't learned how to turn his shit <laughs> to the side, you know. Douche. That's his that's his biggest crime right now. <laughs> yeah, he really should be <laughs> flayed for such a thing. In this day and age, you don't do that. You just don't fucking do it. So anyway, that takes us to our first break. We're gonna be back with the geekery in a few seconds, uh, where we're gonna talk about uh one of uh Shalice's favorite comic books and uh I kind of ran this through with her last night, and uh, it's going to be fun. You guys are going to enjoy it. Check back with us in a second. We'll be right back. This is Utah Outcast. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt with the Godless Revolution podcast. We've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Arrow, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen, because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. Okay, so we're back, and uh, this is the Geekery, like I was saying before the commercial break. Uh, and considering our guest tonight, Shalice Blythe, is a huge fan of Alan Moore and The Watchmen, because I can see a uh, Dr. Manhattan over your shoulder there. Yay. And, and, and. Oh, you got one, too. Oh. I was about to just say that I have a friend that just barely got one of those, too. And I'm like, that that's a cool tattoo. And some people it. are like, I have no idea what that means. I'm like, you've never read one of the best <laughs> comics ever made. They, wait, they got the tattoo, but they don't know what it means? No, the guy did, but other people were yeah. commenting oh. on it. Oh. I'm okay, like, sweet, like, you got a hydrogen, ta- hydrogen tattoo. 
Yep. And I'm like, you should have got a deuterium one or tritium one. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, science nerd. <laughs> Shut up. It's symbolic on different levels. <laughs> I know. I just, I like the idea of having extra protons in, or no, is it extra neutrons? I don't Electrons. know. Electrons. Yeah. If deuterium is heavy. It's heavy water. So it's what? Two mm-hmm. electrons instead of the one. Uh, uh, hydrogen has one. Oxygen no, no, has saying, like, two, but there, so there are, push. there are ones that have extra, uh, cause hydrogen has a proton and electron. Basically, it's most basic you can get. Mm-hmm. There is a version of hydrogen where it's heavy hydrogen, where they were talking about this for cold fusion. Yeah. Where it has, so, I can't remember what the extra little bit is in there, but it makes all the fucking electrons. difference. Yeah, Probably because sure. if you change the proton, that becomes a new element. <laughs> yeah, it's I can't remember. Anyway, fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to bring it up to the panel that we are currently living in the same type of era as the Watchmen. I mean, we're not exactly. I mean, things are a lot different <laughs> than they were when Watchmen was originally written. But mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of parallel parallels because that's a timeless comic that you can probably read and read into and see that we are. Technically living in the same kind of era. Yeah. Yeah, on the on the brink of World War Three, every day mm-hmm. there's something new always going on. I think our mm-hmm. biggest our biggest concern right now would probably be our relations with Russia. That's a bit of a worry. I can definitely see the parallels between the two. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Alan Moore wrote the book back in the eighties. Before he became a wizard. Before. <laughs> was that before he became the wizard? Did he kind of go nuts after Watchmen? Cause... Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of, I mean, he, he's come out and said he, he hates always... that comic now. Yeah. yeah, he worships the lizard, you know, a lizard uh, god or something like that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I love him. He can do whatever he wants. Wasn't um, he here in Salt Lake last year or was that, who am I thinking of? Who, who was the big uh, author that Neil came Gaiman. through? You were Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Totally different, but you know, now, Alan Moore, another fucking amazing writer though. <laughs> yeah. He sits in his house in England and he writes amazing things and he wants nothing to do with anything. <laughs> here, here's a book. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my hero. <laughs> it's amazing. Actually, you think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I'd love it if I never had to leave my house. You know, I I am one of those people too, where I'm like, I I'm okay here. <laughs> I don't I don't need to. I don't need much. I have the internet, and uh, food gets delivered to your house nowadays. So yeah, yeah, there's no need. Yeah, you can get like non-delivery stuff delivered to your house now too. Dude, you get Blue Apron and stuff now. They actually oh, say yeah. if you're interested in cooking, they'll send everything to your house. You don't need to do anything. Yeah, but I'm a picky eater. <laughs> Most of the time, they don't. I don't want half that shit in my food. <laughs> 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 anyway, we're we're minutes away from the doomsday clock striking midnight with well with what you said like you said Russia and our relations with them they're invading Crimea mm-hmm. and uh North Korea setting off yet another fucking nuclear test the, the North, day before we start doing this. Yeah, North Korea's going ape shit. Yeah, their fifth one this year and mm-hmm. all we keep doing is you better knock it off. You better stop that, you know. I think we're well, eventually going to reach mean... a point where we we do get more heavy-handed, but well, to be fair, I mean, it, it's hard to know what they're capable of, but I, I think it's fair <laughs> to assume that we're capable of a lot more, so. Yeah, we could do a lot worse than they could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw well, you know, obviously, you hope it never comes to that, but. <laughs> I saw their video of them launching a a submarine-based ICBM or some, or some sort of rocket <laughs> coming out ants? of. And 
it looked like a like a silver garbage can coming out of the water. It looked like somebody photoshopped it, but it looks yeah, so like like eighty years ago technology. It's amazing. Like yeah. North Korea is going to become like the steampunk world. <laughs> yeah, well, and apparently you can't be sarcastic there anymore, too. That was in the nope. news today. So yeah, no, really. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and I don't, obviously I haven't scoped it, so this could be completely, I, I, I could be quoting something completely fictitious, but I saw in the news today about how Kim Jong-un outlawed sarcasm because he couldn't, like, he wanted to make sure that if people were agreeing with him, that it wasn't sarcastically, like, it was legit. No, really? Yeah, so I, you might need to scope that, but I was seeing it all over the news today, so... I don't know. That does sound totally like something he would do. It, see, that's the thing. That was the whole reason yeah. I didn't bother scoping it at first because I was like, "Yeah, no, that guy's absolutely fucking crazy." Like, of course he would. Do that. <laughs> like the I, next, the next thing I expect is him outlawing jokes that he doesn't understand. They hate yeah. us because they ain't us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could totally see that happening. Go, go watch the interview, people. That that's a brilliant fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people that gave it shit because like there was the all the controversy that was surrounding it, but that mm -hmm. movie made me fucking laugh. And it was stupid, but it made me laugh. That's uh, what anyway. I like about those movies. They're so dumb, but that's that's kind of the fun in it. That's that's the mm -hmm. whole purpose of it. Yeah. You're gonna have to fight the tiger. I'm not gonna fight the tiger. <laughs> the fucking probe knocks and the dude chewing the, the bacteria thing, whatever it was, gum. He thought it was gum, but it was actually oh, the thing yeah. to kill the yeah. and he progressively gets sicker and sicker as the movie goes on. <laughs> oh. oh, I love that movie. So uh we're currently living in an era, to get back to the topic, where people are completely comfortable living in a lie rather than, you know, looking at the stark world we live in. So there's a bunch of Rorschach there because that's a man that never shied away from the truth. Except when it came to his own self, really. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the Rorschach character is somebody who saw everything in black and white. And the, the reason why, you know, he is presented as Rorschach is that there's no gray in, but there's no gray area. Either you're good or yeah. you're bad. And, you know, the way in which he judged people's goodness and badness was obviously completely subjective. Mm -hmm. And um, it was on such a small scale. So, you know, you think about the character. It, I, I read something somewhere where they were comparing the two, the two people, uh, Osmandius yeah. mm -hmm. and Rorschach and how their philosophies, how they could have, if, if, if they could have gone either way, how that would have worked out in, in, in the scenario of which the story is based. So you have Rorschach who has that complete black and white. There's no nuance. You're either good or you're evil. And he's the, he's the one that's going to pass that judgment. And, you know, he, he passes that judgment on the people actually performing the acts mm -hmm. and how that, how that enables change is very slow. And then you have Osmandius who he has, um, there's a, there's a particular word I'm, I'm trying to think of and it's not coming to me right now, but it's a, a particular point of view where the, the, the means are, the means are worth the end. No. So yeah. mm -hmm. when it comes yeah. to, so in Osmanius's mind, obviously his way of solving the problem was to murder millions of innocent lives. To save but, all life. You to know. save all life, to to um, avert World War Three from from happening, and so you have one you have one bad guy that the entire world can 
you know, channel their anger and their hatred towards, um, you know, to be that scapegoat so that they don't turn on each other. So, you know, his was obviously very drastic and it was, you know, the, you know, the ends, you know, the end is totally worth the means of which you get there. So, yeah. well, I'm um, just, I'm glad in the, the movie, they decided not to go with the giant, like, uh, being somebody who loves the graphic novel when i saw the movie uh, obviously everyone noticed mm-hmm. and everyone was angry about it i actually i wasn't angry i liked it i thought it made a lot of sense because i i'm mm-hmm. a defender of the movie because there's a lot yeah. of people i remember watching the first trailer when it came out i think they did it during um Fuck, it was during Dark Knight, like when they yeah. were showing down the theater, yeah. they showed the first Smashing trailer of it. Pumpkins in the background, <sighs> you see these characters, like nothing's being said really. There's that little snippet mm-hmm. with Marshak, but really it's just these these images. And you're seeing them on screen and you're like, Holy fucking shit, they're doing it. Really? <laughs> and like, I, I I lost my mind. I was in the audience and I'm like, No fucking no way. way. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was at a uh, special like a geek screening. There was a, there's a guy local guy in here in Utah that does a has a network of podcasts. Uh, his name is Scott Johnson. He does like all sorts of geek stuff. Anyway, he rented out a whole theater like out in fuck it's a like past Draper. It was, like, it was way the oh, fuck yeah. out there. Okay, but yeah. he rented out a whole theater and he gave free tickets to anybody that asked for him that lived local. And so we went to go see it. And so they're showing this trailer and it ends and like nobody's saying anything. I'm like, come on, that's Watchmen. The fuck, people? (laughs) You're here to see Batman and you don't know Watchmen? Fuck you. Yeah, Yeah, they'll tell you all day long they love Killing Joke and they've never heard of Alan Moore before. Yeah, it's so... God. Um, Bad comic comic nerds. I will defend the movie every -hmm. every day I'm alive. I I loved it so much. Um, I think... Considering the source material and how involved and complicated it all was, I think they did a really good job. And I think it's unfortunate that Alan Moore, like, uh, you know, from hell and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he had such negative experiences working with those those movies that he completely disavowed any other uh, reproduction of his work. And I was like. I wish this was the one that he saw because I think of all like of all of them. I haven't seen Killing Joke yet, but um I think of all of the reproductions of his work, like Watchmen yep. is pretty it's Well pretty and for for Killing Joke, there's a lot of people that have issue with Barbara Gordon, you know oh, the dating Batman. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard and about it, yeah. It's like that was kind of already insinuated with like Batman Beyond and a bunch of other comics, so yeah. Well, yeah, the, the problem is that what they're trying to do is like Killing Joke isn't that long of a run, and yeah, so it's kind of it's the one. It's hard for you to make a feature length out of something that's only like I think what five six issues or something like that. I yeah, can't remember what the run was. Yeah, yeah, it's very short. I mean, it barely fills up a trade paperback. It's it's just like mm-hmm. a Death in the Family. It like I've got the Death in the Family paper uh, trade paperback over here, and it's like. 100 pages of it is or not even 100 because it's it's less than that it's like 80 pages of death in the family then they give you like 40 pages of like teen titans i'm like mm-hmm. wait a minute fuck <laughs> like, why did i buy this <laughs> but um anyway with the with watchmen i i really quite fucking enjoyed the movie for yeah. anybody that hasn't seen it yet and you've never read the comic honestly if you get the director's cut and this is a Zack snyder thing and i don't know why he can't mm-hmm. r- release movies that are fully you know released in the theater like yeah. every one of his movies has a director's cut where it's like 40 minutes longer 
Mm-hmm. This one's no different. And they're, and, yeah, and they're better movies. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I mean, look at Sucker Punch. <laughs> Sucker Punch yeah. in the theater. Yeah, good luck in fucking enjoying that movie. I mean, a lot of people <laughs> did, but like when you get the director's cut, you're like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. Mm-hmm. Just like Batman vs Superman, the like the extended like Ultimate Edition was fucking amazing. <laughs> a lot better <laughs> like, than the one you got in the theater, and I'm a defender of that one too, but. It just seems like Zach keeps getting fucked over by the studio when it comes to releasing a complete movie because they, they're more worried about ticket sales than they are about like complete products. Yeah. But anyway, we don't want to talk about industry. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I was going to say that I was going to say that, uh, if we had to, I wanted to play a quick game. Who would you relate to the characters of Watchmen? And for people out there that don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> go watch the movie, read the graphic novel. There's a lot of people out there that really do know what Watchmen is all about, especially geeks. So. Uh, for me, I was going to start with Ozymandias, uh, Elon Musk. He's a guy trying to bring us into a more peaceful and more complete time, but he yeah, keeps I hitting. Can, I can, I can get, but I, I can see, yeah, yeah, I, I think okay. that would be mm-hmm. a close, I think that would be a close comparison. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rorschach, Alex Jones. <laughs> I'll give you I that. don't know. That, that's a guy that I lives don't... in fucking absolutes and he's bonkers. So I don't, I don't think Rorschach's that crazy. <laughs> no, Rorschach's uh, absolutely insane, but you you really like his character because you know that you know who he's going after, and so you're totally fine with it. Well, yeah, he's he's crazy as shit, but he's logical. Mm, I like beans. <laughs> it's it's a logical crazy. It's uh, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I, I see where you're crazy. coming from, but uh, Alex Jones is just fucking out there. I don't know. <laughs> Well, keep in mind who who Rorschach sent all of his shit to. Yeah. He sent it to, like, the InfoWars people. <laughs> yeah. So, really. Um, let's see. Anybody have, let's, who would make a good comedian? <laughs> I mean, besides the character we got played in the movie theater, in the movie production, because mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but he's the, the guy that's playing Negan on uh, Walking Dead right now. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember the actor's name. But uh, really great fucking actor, and the the role that he played in that movie. Oh my god, he was so uh, good at it. He was amazing. Um, Who would be a good comedian? It's all too fucking funny. I'm blanking. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely blanking. I, I would make a joke like Donald Trump, but that would just be mean. <laughs> no, Donald Trump doesn't deserve the comedian. No, no, not at all. Well, because he he doesn't see the world as it is, you know. He doesn't like laugh at the fact that we have impending doom coming. No, at us and... he's actually just that. He's actually just that, and he's not like. Yeah, I won't get into it. But <laughs> <laughs> great comic, fucking! I love this book. I'm gonna go read it again soon. I actually need to. I try to read it yearly with uh, Kingdom Come. I try to oh, read yeah. both of those in the same year because, god damn it, what a great book. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's ditch that one. Um, how about we need a hero, but none are lined up considering the next batch of politicians. That That's another problem that we have is that, you know, you have Night Owl, which, you know, he was the most reluctant fucking hero, even though he was the guy that had all the cool stuff. He had all the, the means and the know-how, but he just kind of gave up and got fat. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about Bill, uh, Bill Gates. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say maybe Sanders. No, he tried. He honestly gave it a, a, a decent try, but the game was stacked against him. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that is just trying to be a, a conspiracy theorist or anything. But honestly, <laughs> he he was an independent that tried to run as a Democrat, and that mm-hmm. weighed heavily into his disfavor. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, if he was a Democrat running as a Democrat before, that would have made a lot more sense. Well, you guys are both yawning. <laughs> it's been a long fucking day, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, it has. I've so, been up at 530. It's been a day. I know that feeling. So uh, what do you guys think our giant squid moment will be? What do you guys think it's going to be for us here here in, oh. in the United States? I mean, not worldwide, but just here. Giant squid moment. Um, Voting Trump yeah. into office. Let's oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> maybe i mean I, yeah it would have to be something it would have to be something like that where the whole rest so, of the world like somebody <laughs> in power was so it was such a destructive force that we can only see everything just going downhill from there i mean you know, yeah so is, is it america's turn to have a hitler then is that what we think we're thinking is that no we'll need oh. some other countries to come band together and beat the no. shit out of our <laughs> great <laughs> illustrious leader <laughs> After all, the cool people finally decide to leave before the the purge happens. <laughs> no, we'll all vote Hillary in. We'll all vote Hillary in out of fear of Trump, and then we'll just mm-hmm. go with it for four years. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, you have a choice between your right arm or both legs. It's like, uh. <laughs> and okay, she's not that bad, but she no. is pandering like a motherfucker. She is doing the political thing, and I understand that's what she thinks she has to do to get elected, but ugh. Well, at the end uh. of the day, honestly, at the, on, at the end of the day, you just have to decide which one's worse. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think we can see the writing on the wall, and we're all going to be voting Gary Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who doesn't know what the fuck Aleppo was? Oh, God. What is that exactly? Dude, what? You're running for president and you don't know. <laughs> it's a bad it's a bad sign when the person interviewing you has to say you're kidding, right? <laughs> well, to be fair, a lot of the people who were sharing uh sharing those photos of that that the kid during that attack, I mean, they were they no. were mostly the ones who had to google that term when that story came out. So, Oh, yeah. and speaking of which, I saw that there is a documentary coming up on Netflix called The White Helmets. Mm-hmm. That people should check out because it's a, it's about the first responders in Syria. Oh wow! When, when bombings and shit happen, they're called white helmets because they wear like white crash helmets because concrete and mm-hmm. shit. Right. And so oh, I watched the trailer yeah. for it and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I'll be able to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should, as as you know, citizens of this earth, realize what the fuck is going on over there. But absolutely. That's so anyway, um. You guys, what do you guys think it'll take for the world to, for us to snap out of it and learn how to the fuck to get along with other people? Huh? <laughs> how about when, ridding the world of religion? That'll work. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, That'd be a good I, step. I, I think it, well, I, it's it's not gonna, religion. <laughs> it's going to be at the point where we think Trump's going to win, and all the taco trucks leave. When all the taco trucks return to Mexico. We'll realize things have, have we fucked up. I don't want the taco trucks to leave. Like, street tacos are the best, man. <laughs> no, come back. <laughs> no, please. No, I need some linguisa. No. <laughs> okay, that's, en- that's enough of the geekery. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that, that fun little segment. Uh, we could go on and on and on, but you know what? We're going to go ahead and jump into fun with real audio. And I don't know if Felicia's making it. I haven't heard word from her yet. So. Oh, I can't. I haven't either. Maybe, so anyway. it, maybe it was just that good. <laughs> it was that good. What are you talking about? 
Anyway, this is Utahcast. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Trav Mamone, host of the By Any Means podcast. Join me every week as I interview bloggers, podcasters, writers, and activists about the intersections of atheism, humanism, racial justice, feminism, LGBTQ rights, and other social issues. You can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, and you can read my blog at freethoughtblogs.com slash byanymeans. And remember, that's by spelled B-I. Come take a listen to the musings of a queer humanist, because, hey, aren't we all a little bi-curious? Okay, so we're back from our break, and this is fun with real audio. You know, you guys love this segment. I love doing this segment, because I... Except the fact that I have to listen to these clips at least four times before I share them with you. <laughs> and so it's not really that much fun. No, it's not. I mean, it's fun because, like... We should, we should rename this pain, pain with real audio. Pain, pain therapy. Pain, <laughs> painful real audio. Yeah, pain therapy. There we go. <laughs> Something. I don't know. I've already got the t-shirts printed. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't. I don't. Don't ask. <laughs> I'm never going to fucking make a t-shirt like that. So, it's fun with real audio. The first guy that we have up here, we have uh, David Barton. And some of you might be wondering who this David Barton guy is. He's the guy that thinks that, you know, the first, all the, not the first amendment, shit, the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and all that stuff was divinely inspired. He's the kind of guy that believes that Jesus handed down the Constitution of the United States to the Founding Fathers kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, Noah was a Founding Father kind of, oh, man. <laughs> so, anyway, there's been a big uh, what to do about the fact that he claims claims to be this like uh historian and he claims to be this you know it, he knows all of the stuff about history that's a historian fucking oh, way to repeat yeah. yourself there x uh, <laughs> but nobody can find his phd you know he claims to be a doctor now like he went on glenn beck and said that yeah I'm, I, you have your doctorate now he's like yeah i'm a doctor yeah i'm a doctor and so <laughs> you know us liberals we just love to rip people apart for saying that they're doctors and stuff so I've got quite a bit to say about this guy, but I'm going to let him speak his words first. Here we go. Something I've noticed about progressives and liberals is how careless they are in throwing false claims around. For example, I was recently on a national like television network where I was introduced as having a doctorate. And progressive instantly ran stories claiming that I don't have a doctorate. That false claim is amusing on so many levels. First, things like health information and tax information and college educational information are fully protected by privacy laws. So they don't nope. know whether I have a nope. doctorate or not. And I've always chosen not to talk about it. Second, just for the record, I do have an earned doctorate. There earned. it is. And earned. third, not only do I have an earned doctorate, I also have two honorary doctors of letters from other colleges. And according to West Virginia University, the doctor of letters degree is reserved only for individuals who have the highest level of knowledge in their chosen subject matter. Hmm. So for all of you critics, sorry to pop your balloon, but I do have an earned doctorate. From so where? Yeah, yeah I, I've actually got the <clears throat> the article because he made the mistake of you know posting this video in HD, and <laughs> he's got the he's got the documents behind him on the shelf, and he keeps pointing to him with this badly edited video that he does. <laughs> so on his uh, video, he says that you know if you earned a PhD, you would know it, and because okay, you he says that he earned a PhD. That earned PhD that he has came from, uh, let's see, where did it come from? Sorry, it's not exactly exciting right now. Uh, <clears throat> so he got a honorary degree from Pensacola Christian College. Uh, and okay. on the yeah, Pensacola Christian sure. College. So that's a 
that's a college mill. You know, that's one of the places mm-hmm. where you send them 20 bucks in a cover letter and they'll send you, <laughs> they'll send you a diploma. And on the right is the Doctor of Letters degree from Ecclesia College. <laughs> is Ecclesia that a real college? college? I, it, no, I don't think that's a thing. Must be a print shop somewhere where. <laughs> so anyway, the, uh, the, the, the degree that's in the middle of, of the video that we have up here, you guys can see if you're watching on YouTube, came from a school called Life Christian University. That's where he earned his degree, he says. And so <sighs> this is an online school. No. Sorry. So no. he's a doctor, like how Eric, I mean, uh, Kent Hovind is mm. a doctor. <laughs> and this online school has campuses, and I'm putting this in fucking air quotes, thanks, friendly atheist, uh, at various churches. Campuses at various churches. So any church that has a computer. <laughs> and this church has handed out degrees to people like Benny Hinn, Joyce Copeland, or sorry, Joyce Myers, and Kenneth Copeland. Oh. Who all say that they have PhDs in theology. And the school makes it very clear that this is an earned degree. Mm, yeah, no, that doesn't count. So the school, <laughs> the, the one that he got it from, Life Christian University, is not accredited. No. It's not. And so to get a PhD, uh, according to other sources that I grabbed this from, all you would have to do is successfully complete, complete 45 credit hours of study. Only 45. Holy crap. Of study at the postgraduate level huh. and write a 150-page dissertation. Not a thesis that you have to defend, just a mm-hmm. dissertation. Wow. That, no, that's not how it works. No, that's not how a doctorate <laughs> works. Well, like you, I know you, where you I'm going. You become a doctor, you get, to, <laughs> you get to own that shit because that is like something you worked your ass off to get. It's not something they just hand out like Pez. It's no. it's really fucking hard to get. Huh. Well, so, makes yeah. sense. And the the really funny thing is that he he also received a bachelor of, he's not talking about his like other earned degree. He got his bachelor of arts in religious education from Oral Roberts University in seventy six. Oh, come on. Yeah. So, and the, the fact that he's talking about how you can't, all this stuff is protected by privacy laws. No, no that, it's not. That, that applies to stuff like your transcript. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they may, may not be able to like find out if you have a degree easy or not, but it is public information and especially doctorates, <laughs> especially doctorates. Yes. Every, every doctoral thesis is published, is, is published. You can go. You can go to the university library and pull up anybody's doctoral thesis. I just you, think it's funny. Forty-five credit hours of postgraduate level. <laughs> no, yeah, like that's, that's not even enough to get a master's, man. That's not even close. That's not even like in the same fucking ballpark. That's not oh, enough shit. to get an associate. No, that was like I did no, that. My, in, my associates took seventy something credit hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was like and that's where I stopped because college is bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that it's not. Like, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. I'll, I'll admit yeah, that right now. That was that was like one semester of undergrad for me. That no, I, I learned stuff a lot easier looking up stuff on the internet and getting my hands dirty. I, I, I went straight <laughs> into the, the 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 workforce. That's what I did. Yeah, but don't like. I'm not putting myself up on a cross or anything like that. I'm just some dude that you know, <laughs> like I'd rather hang out with my girlfriend and you know. Watch Netflix. Well, Netflix wasn't a thing then. 
Fuck, I can imagine. I, I can remember when Netflix wasn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up we have uh, Alex Jones talking to some douchehole named Stone, uh, who apparently wants the, the death penalty for the Clintons. You know, because they're traitors. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Already learned that she's advising the Chinese president for money and uh, from other world leaders. I mean, this lady is just is a whore politically. <laughs> yeah, no, look, she's not a liberal. She's not a progressive. She's a crony capitalist. It's all about the money. It's always been about the money. Everything was for sale. Look, Bill Clinton, without any question, and I wrote it for InfoWars, Bill Clinton traded military secrets, missile technology secrets, to the Chinese in return for uh, uh, Chinese funny money. China he said Clinton. What? <laughs> Clinton. Clinton. <laughs> the fuck? But is she, is she, I mean, she has, we, I, have, I have more actually paused. Uh, I don't normally pause this too much, but but he uh, called her a political whore. That, <laughs> Alex, that, what are you doing, man? <laughs> has nobody, I mean, okay, I understand that you're trying to court the Obama people, and I, I mean, the anti-Obama people, but you know what? Some of them are women. You know? Yeah. Using the word whore is not going to curry you any additional favor with with your with some audience members out there. Yeah, but they're whores, so it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't count. I mean, okay, admittedly, I'm a whore. I realize <laughs> this. I own it. <laughs> I have given so many words away to companies for free product that's not even funny. <laughs> not here with the uh, Utah Outcasts. I mean, I I would let you know if I was whoring myself out here, but we've all done know. our fair share of whoring. But I like that's... free stuff, man. I'm not gonna lie. And Clinton's probably the same way. Fuck if it, if I can get half a million dollars to come talk at a credit agency for like thirty minutes. I mean, who wouldn't fucking do that? I'm not saying it's great that she went and did all that, but I'm just saying that. I, yeah, I think it, I think everybody in the world is essentially a whore. Well, gotta make a living. If you want to yeah. boil capitalism down, we're all whores. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to boil it down to performing a service or a favor for money, then yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. I'm an IT whore. That's a <laughs> podcast whore. <laughs> Guess what? If you have a you job, <laughs> if you have a job, you're and just a <laughs> capitalist whore. <laughs> $25 down and $77 a month or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I can't think of it. Anyway, let's let this asshole finish. These campaign contributions that were laundered. That's treason. The statutes for treason have no statute of limitations and the penalty for conviction for treason Death. is execution. <laughs> Death. Death. Incarceration. So uh, it's all back on the table. They're the ones who decided to get Well, back. I'm not just saying this, and I, and I know you're an eternal pessimist or realist, but I sense <laughs> defeat of the globalists, defeat of the Clintons. I mean, I think, and I know there's still 60 days to go or 59 days, but I sense panic in their ranks. Jesus. I wish it would have finished because I, I wanted to know what he said after that, but really. Uh, <laughs> oh, one. If your accusation were true, no, that's not treason. Yeah, good luck. Good luck proving treason. By the way, <laughs> it can't. It's, it's just, like libel and slander. Like good luck. <laughs> yeah, it just no, absolutely not. <laughs> not on, not to mention the fact that he, none of what you're saying is true. He, <laughs> he, not even in the slightest. It holds no water whatsoever. 
You trying Not- to tell me she didn't take money from the Chinese? The Chinese funny money? <laughs> the Chinese funny money? <laughs> she like, took all Like, them. the Chinese yeah. have been keeping their, 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 they've been depreciating their own value of their money mm-hmm. to, to keep shit cheap, you know? Mm-hmm. That's not funny money. That's, you know, if you get, a, like, a couple of million yuan or whatever the fuck they use for their money, or rubimbi, rubimbi, I think is what it is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the Chinese currency is. But anyway, get a bunch of that, and, you know, if you have some bonds and they fucking explode as soon as they finally decide to, you know, actually value their currency where it should be, not only do you have every product and good the United States uses go up in fucking price, you would also be able to make a lot of fucking money. <laughs> because China knows that they are the fucking, the, the production world, the production capital of the world. Yeah. It just, why, why, why does he think, why does he think the Chinese would give campaign funds to the Clintons? Well, and I just, it, are they, are they any friendlier to the Chinese than every other politician? Yeah, I mean, like, ever since, like, Nixon opened the doors, everybody's yeah. been trying to play nice with China because there's a lot of fucking people over there. Yeah, there are. All right, so the next one that we have up for you guys is we have um Ben Carson talking with Chris Wallace. And, boy, Chris has a <laughs> very direct line of questioning that he has for Mr. Carson. So here we go. Trump has an, a Hispanic advisory council, but after his hardline speech... On immigration this week, several members of that council quit. Here's one of them. It was not a Republican speech. It was not a compassionate speech. I was very disappointed, and I'm not going to be part of that. Question. Do you worry worry that you're being used as a prop for black voters and that supporting Donald Trump will end up hurting your credibility in the black community? (laughs) Well, first... I'm impressed that he thinks he has any credibility at all. <laughs> I think the, and I can't speak for him, but I think the black community went, "Man, get the fuck out of here!" God damn it, Ben! <laughs> you haven't been black in ages. Like <laughs> 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 a neurosurgeon <laughs> running as a GOP nominee. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're not running for the you're not running with the southern swastika on the back seat of your car, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rebel flag for you people that don't know what that means <laughs> the dixie swastika <laughs> what the fuck does chris wallace think that he can just come out and ask something like this <laughs> oh do you do you worry that you're being used as a prop uh no i don't think uh what's a prop <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys want to hear what he no. says? I, oh, he, uh, yeah. Well, kind of. I don't know. I'm kind of tired, so <laughs> it's possible that playing playing Ben Carson could. I was going to say, we yeah. might fall asleep. It's a long time ago. It's not about me. It's about our nation. But uh, I would suggest. Oh, that was an artful dodge right there. <laughs> oh, it's not about me. It's about our nation. <laughs> Uh, Chris, go back and look at the 1995 State of the Union address by Bill Clinton and see what he said. He said, illegal aliens are creating big problems for us, and we're going to put a lot more Border Patrol people on and secure our borders, and we're not going to have people able to work who come in illegally, and we're going to cut off their welfare benefits, and we're going to deport people in record numbers. You know, 
he says basically the same thing. But when he says it, wow, great standing ovation. This is a great president. And when Trump says it, it's hate speech. <laughs> I don't care to, to <laughs> fact check him on this because keep in mind that Clinton was the guy that fucking signed NAFTA. <laughs> yeah. Which drove a lot more people to there, the north. You know? God, it's, it's about, uh, why do they keep forgetting that context matters? <laughs> And you're also talking about 95. That's 21 years ago. Yeah. If you looked at, you know, someone from World War II era, and you looked at someone who is his uh, predecessor 21 years before that, you're talking like (laughs) post-World War I kind of fucking way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So there's been a lot of goddamn changes since Clinton was a president. Thank you very much. Uh, ben Carson, God damn it, man! <laughs> I don't know why anybody keeps talking to him. Honestly, because well, it's, it's amusing. Um, <laughs> I mean, shit, we used it. <laughs> comedic, I guess. Comedic, uh, comedic relief. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe you're correct there. Okay, so that does it with fun with real audio. We are going to jump to our main topic, which is going to be an interview with Shalise Blythe, and we're going to finish off the show. Uh, Felicia is not going to make it. If she, if she is, be like, no, you can't come on. No, I'm not going to adjust all this shit for 20 minutes. No, it's not going to happen. Anyway, this is Utah Outcast. We'll be right back. The Atheist Nomads are hosting a 12-hour streamathon from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Mountain on Saturday, September 24, 2016, to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night Walk. Dustin is walking for his mom, who survived Hodgkin's lymphoma nearly 35 years ago, and Lauren is walking for her uncle, who was lost to leukemia and aunt to lymphoma. Both are walking as part of the Treasure Valley Coalition of Reason team. The funds raised will be going to help patients pay for the ridiculously expensive treatments. Go to atheistnomads.com live for more details and links to where you can donate. And yes, there will be a drinking game. Okay, so we're back, and uh, it is now time for our interview, and we've reached that point in the show where we have to cede the floor to our to our guests to tell us a bit about themselves. So, so Shalise, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, uh, my name is Shalise Blythe, and I am the chapter head of the uh, Satanic Temple here in Utah. Nice canned response. Yay! <laughs> How did you end up becoming the chapter head? Um, I was really, I, it it was sort of not planned. I just, I just happened to be the person that nagged, uh, people in TST the most, I think about having a chapter. So, um, in the beginning, so the, the Satanic Temple formed back in 2012. And shortly after that, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you get Facebook started and you get people who follow along and all the stuff that they're doing. And somewhere around, somewhere in, uh, I think it was like 2000, uh, we're in 2016, <laughs> aren't we? Um, yeah. so somewhere around like 2014 to 2015, um, they, they started this official Facebook, uh, online forum group. And it was a, it was a place where, uh, members, allies, people who were curious about us, they could, you know, join in, uh, not only the discussion, but hear the goings on of what was going. <gasps> On with different chapters, or just you know. Do I people. dare say it's a safe space? <laughs> <laughs> no, no safe spaces. No, okay, not that type of safe space. Not not with the fucking kitties and you know uh, what is it, Lisa Frank art and stuff like that. Uh, where 
No, no, it's not like that. I'm just saying it's a place where people are allowed to come, share their uh, thoughts and ideas, and have discussions and stuff without having to fear the retribution of people going, hey, you fucking Satanist, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> oh, those people definitely got in. Oh, do they still get oh, in? Okay. okay. Okay, so never mind. Yeah, definitely isn't then. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so obviously it was, uh, you know, trial and error in the beginning. But, but anyway, I mean, and it's still very active. It's still very strong. But a lot of us, um, who are either chapter heads or just members or allies, I mean, that's where a lot of us met. And that's, uh, where we really formed that strong community. And so through getting to know people through there and through, um, just being really active within it, um, I just really wanted to make sure that uh, TST knew that Utah deserved a chapter here. We have the community, we have the people that feel very strongly about uh, what TST does, and um, I just didn't want us to get forgotten. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had a they had a moratorium on chapters for I think a little over a year. Um, because, you know, they were growing at such an exponential rate that um, it, it took them a minute to kind of catch up with all of that. So all of these chapters started popping up. Um, but eventually they just said, you know what, we're going to put a pause on this for a little bit so that we can get our stuff together on our end. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but we were in the interim for that. We were absolutely encouraged to kind of form our own like uh, supportive communities. So people who really wanted chapters, but obviously they weren't going to, you know, get one anytime soon, but they, they wanted to apply for them when that moratorium was lifted. So, you know, the, the process of that was just meeting people online, knowing, you know, obviously knowing people within your own life who yeah. uh, were supporters or members and getting that community together, getting that group together and saying, okay, like if we, if we want a chapter here, like what do we want to do? And, um, what are what are some of the causes that we want to take up? So um, yeah, and I uh, so I just kept nagging. I kept nagging. I was I was constantly <laughs> in people's ears. And then um, in December or so of last year, last year. Um, I, um, I had a, a basically an interview, which I didn't perceive as an interview at the time. Um, I, I got a call from Lucian Greaves and we just kind of discussed the, um, you know, so I, you know, you, I, I see that you're, I see that you're constantly talking about Utah needing a chapter, you know, why, you know, why, why is that? <laughs> why? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, come on, Lucian. Yeah. And obviously it wasn't above him to know why, but you know, I think well, he wants to hear it in your, your perspective. Yeah. So. Yeah, somebody who actually lives here um, definitely wanted to get that perspective. And so we just, you know, we just had a conversation about, you know, you know, what's the community there like? You know, why, you know, why do you feel so strongly that, um, you know, you we after there? You should have um, just went to Temple Square and like took a video of like, eh? Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> this is the middle here, of downtown you know? and right <laughs> next to it is a shopping mall owned by a religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, so we had that conversation and I, again, I didn't really perceive it as an interview. I just, yeah. I figured, well, he's asking the question, I'm answering it. And, you know, hopefully maybe when the moratorium is lifted, I can see about applying. And then in February, uh, I, I, I got an email saying, Hey, um, 
you've got your chapter there in Utah. You're the chapter head. And I was like, oh, shit, what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, shit, really? No way. Yeah, because I mean, that wasn't my, it wasn't my intent going in. I mean, I obviously wanted to bring a chapter here, but it wasn't my goal or my intent really to be the chapter head. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely just a, a little bit of a shock, but I think, I think I also kind of earned it with just my absolute Your incessantness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being like, Hey, Hey, Hey guys. Hey, Hey, how, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about us here. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny Fine, how that just works. Give a, just give her a chapter, okay? Come on. Dude, Make her management. Just That'll change her mind. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we've been a chapter. We, we've uh, had our chapter since February of this year. So we're still so, fairly new. So that leads me to my next question. How the uh, the, the recent events have gone by. I mean, we, we you guys have the picnic, and that's going to be not the picnic, the barbecue. That's yeah. going to be happening as after we're recording. Yeah. When you guys are listening to this, it happened a couple of days ago. But yeah. as I'm recording, it's in it's tomorrow, or actually on Sunday. Sorry, on Sunday. On Sunday, know. yeah. But uh, I want to ask, how have the past events gone so far? Because you guys originally had your initial meetup. I think you did. You guys have it at Watchtower, or did you have it somewhere else? So our um, <laughs> so we've had a few meetups, um, and we've had uh, we had our big unbaptism event that was back in July on Pioneer Day. No. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So we've had a few meetups. Uh, we, we initially were going to do our big uh, public information meeting uh, mm-hmm. down at Watchtower, but we got so many RSVPs we had to change it because, unfortunately, like, we needed more space. Yeah, Corey can't handle not, that not many people. <laughs> not unfortunately, because it was great. Like So many people showed up, but it, unfortunately, because I really wanted to host something at uh, Watchtower, they've been incre- they're they've great been incredible. They're great people. They're great fucking people. Yeah, they're the, great fucking people. Local, so. listen, local listeners, if you're not getting your coffee from Watchtower, if you're still going to Starbucks, shame on you. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. They're absolutely, I, and I even like the stuff. Like I love their bubble tea. I think they do really good. So anyway, yeah. um, they're just mm, they're really incredible. <laughs> They've been really supportive of us. So I, I felt really bad that we had to change uh, location for that. But um, yeah, we've had some. We've had a few public information meetings for people to come and um, just kind of learn about what we're about. Um, and then we also had our big unbaptism event. Uh, which was back in July on Pioneer Day, and, and so tons of pictures, tons of pictures. Oh it was yeah. Awesome. yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun. I it was it was it was an incredible experience, and it it really solidified for me why we're here. I mean, just just what um you know the the unbaptism ritual itself, and then having so every single person in the audience come up and participate afterwards. Yeah, that it. Yeah, it was very indicative <laughs> to me that it is absolutely necessary that we are here because we we obviously there was something so um what that ritual just resonated with people so much that like none of like I I don't know of those people that showed up if they were actually members or not of TST um probably some people who were just allies maybe some members but just that event alone, it felt, it, you know, it was it was so um, sincere and, um, you know, so intense for them that they wanted yeah. to participate with that. So now to, to give people a quick heads up to to become a member of TST, what mm-hmm. do you need to do? I mean, I, I, I believe I have signed up because you put yourself on the email roster and. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. That's pretty much email. it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, if you uh, go to the satanic dot com, uh, there is a little tab that says join us. And really, it's, um, you know, it goes through just saying, you know, as if you're declaring yourself a member, 
you know, obviously, you know, you agree with the tenants and there, there's a few little caveats for, you know, how you represent yourself and, you know, not speaking on behalf of TST as an organization. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, but it, it's basically <laughs> saying if, if this is for you, if you consider yourself a member and these seven tenants, um, you know, you, you, Speak to you. Yeah. Deeply held beliefs yeah. you, you just submit your email and you're considered a member. You don't have to pay for it at all. Um, the only thing they have, uh, you can get like little cards and you can yeah, get, you little, can become a card carrying Satanist. Yeah, <laughs> you can be card carrying Satanist. And those, and those cost money, but the literal, it's really only covering the cost of production, mailing, yeah. and all of any proceeds we get from that just goes towards our campaign. So it's not. Which you guys have Gray Faction and the yeah. After School Satan, which is going to be starting right. up here. Yeah, I, I think we we're one of the few that gets actual after school Satan here in you. I mean, with with the chapters, I mean, we're one of the few that gets one. Yeah. So um, all of the chapters applied uh, to their various school districts. And so as far as Utah is concerned, we have not been told no outright. Um, we're still waiting on, we've submitted our application. We're still waiting to hear back from the Granite School District. Um, I love how applied to have our, uh, club at uh, Vista Elementary School in Taylorsville. I love how Granite has kind of said, if anybody else wants to take up all the space that, <laughs> that the Satanists want to use, please well, let us know. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be really, so first of all, so we chose Vista Elementary School. I mean, there was no, there was nothing in, you know, uh, the only, the only, the only reason we, we chose it was because they've hosted after school, or sorry, they've, they've hosted mm. the Good News Clubs right. prior. And yeah. that's the evangelical, that's the evangelical Christian group that yeah, has Google their, their Google their fucking stuff that they send home for their kids. That shit is horrible. It's, it's yeah, terrible. It's super creepy. Yeah, yeah, you can find you can find their curriculum online, um, and we also have copies of actual curriculum that they they. Um, have with the students and it's pretty abhorrent. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking bad. terrible. <laughs> um, just in the messages that they go, I mean, it, it not, it's not saying that because it's a Christian group, it's bad. The, the actual content and what they're teaching kids and how they're using children, um, that, that's the abhorrent part. I mean, they're, they're teaching mm-hmm. them that they're born sinners and that they're bad and that, you know, they, they are just, they're going to hell essentially, yeah. but the good news. So quote unquote, the, the good news part of the club is that if they, they can be saved through Jesus Christ, um, to completely, you know, wipe away all of basically them Ooh. being shitty people, being Washed shitty in little the children. Of the lamb. <laughs> and, you know, and they use those kids to also, um, get other memberships so they kind of use so they get these kids who you know evangelize in, they totally kids, believe yeah. it mm-hmm. and they use other children to recruit more children so it, it's purely it, it is a pure system of um you know just evangelizing on these children um on school property and it you know, and it, and it's legal. It's perfectly legal for them to do that. I mean, they went to, they went to the Supreme Court back in 2001 and won a case. They won, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they didn't represent it as a freedom of religion argument. They represented it as a freedom of speech argument. And because of that, that's how they won. That's opened the door for you it guys to come in. Mm-hmm. So. so obviously, 
as Satanists, as uh, you know, of the Satanic Temple, we we obviously believe that there should be a separation of church and state. Yeah, absolutely. In, in every in every single way. But if you're going to open those doors, if you are going to blur that line, then you have to accept everybody. It's either everybody or nobody. So, you know, a lot of the campaigns that we have, I mean, the Baphomet statue is another clear cut case of separation of church and state. You know, that again, it was, well, you obviously have opened the door for this. So, you know, we want to exercise our religious freedoms, you know, just as you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. And so for the after school Satan club, really all it is, you know, we're not, we're not proselytizing to the children and we're not teaching them Satanism. No. You know, we're, we're teaching them, you know, kind of the fundamentals of what we believe. So, you know, basic critical thinking, problem solving, creative expression, you know, science. Um, you know, stuff like that, where you know these are these are you know, kind of, useful things. Huh? <laughs> I said useful things. <laughs> useful things that you know, obviously, as Satanists, we you know we feel very deeply about, but they're not they're not just religious. It's not just from a religious point of view. Yeah. And so we're teaching. You know, what we want to do is teach these kids things that are applicable to their lives at every step of the way throughout their life in any application and whether or not they're, they're Satanists or not. I mean, we're not excluding kids who are, you know, Christian kids can come to the group, atheist kids, Satanist kids, you know, you know, and wherever they fall in between, they're more than welcome to participate in these clubs because we're not trying to convert anybody, you know? Well, for people to understand at the basic level, what a Satanist is, 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 well, God damn it. There are so many things that, that get brought up whenever you say, yes, I'm a, I'm a member of the satanic temple. Be like, Oh man, you're, yeah. you're, you're a supporter of Satan. Like, n- no, <laughs> I don't think he exists. <laughs> and so for me as an anti-theist, you know, I hate all theistic religions. I hate them all. I think the world would be better off without them because it causes a lot of people to live by shitty rules that, and the, the shitty beliefs that, you know, are just unfounded. I don't have a problem with non-theistic religions, which is why I'm a supporter of the Satanic Temple. I'm a member of it. And why, you know, even with, uh, you know, just the, the simple Buddhism, not the, not the really fucking hardcore Buddhists, you know, I don't have a problem with them. The, actually, I kind of have a problem with that because they, they're teaching that a guy reached enlightenment, <laughs> you know, sitting under a fucking tree. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyway, it's, sorry. Oh. it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, mm-hmm. to walk this tightrope where you're an anti-theist, but at the same time, a lot of people think that anti-theist is uh, someone that hates all religion. Like, no, there's some that work really well for the world. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. the satan- satanic temple is one of the few that I actually support. So, yeah, well, I mean, when we're when we're talking about religion, you know, we so we get that we we do uh, we we get the um, we get that argument all the time of well, you don't believe in a literal Satan, you don't worship a deity known as Satan, so how could you be a religion? And so, you know, what we what we would say to that, you know, essentially is, you know, religion deeply held beliefs. Well, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's part beliefs. of it. Yeah. So when you think about religion, if you take the if you take the um, supernatural aspect of it, you know, religion provides that that sense of identity, uh, that culture, the community, um, those shared values, and it's yeah. you know body of symbolism and religious practice essentially, and so. It, it provides that narrative structure by which we contextualize um, our lives and work. So yeah. 
because of that, we feel very much that, you know, we provide everything. I mean, we are just as legitimate of a religion as, you know, anybody else, you know, say the Christian faith. And so, you know, if you allow the term religion, if you if you allow religion to be defined by the superstitious, then you are saying that only they are entitled to those privileges and exemptions that are allotted to us under the Constitution. Because really, when it comes to a religion, we're talking about, you know, not only the practice, but those privileges and exemptions that are allotted to us, um, you know, in, you know, in our practice and what we can do as religion, you know, um, as a religion. So yeah. if you allow them to be the ones that define what a religion is, then mm -hmm. that can lead to that encroachment of their beliefs, morals, um, and restrictions upon those who don't identify as such, you know, because if they're going to be the ones that hold on to that definition, then, you know, it, it, it's, that's kind of the rabbit hole that you go down. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, um, that's why we feel very much that, you know, even though we're atheistic Satanists, you know, we identify with that figure of Satan. Satan, um, you know, is that that figure that represents that eternal rebel opposing arbitrary authority. And, you know, he very much, rep or he, um, you know, Satan represents, you know, that, you know, defiance, independence, wisdom, and self-empowerment yeah. and everything that goes along with it. So, well, and as I've... As I've gone into my atheism, anti-theism, and all the fun stuff that, that's come with that, when you go back and you look at the Bible, you know, mm. the, especially Old Testament kind of stuff, and you read this, read the character of Satan in those. He's the good we, guy. Yeah, he is really He's... the good guy. I mean, there's somebody that made a, a great, like, infographic video where it talks about the deaths in the Bible versus, like, God versus Satan, who killed who. Yeah. And like God's number just keeps ticking up at an amazing fucking rapid rate. And yeah. Satan like goes blink like one. Like I think he's got a grand total of three or something like that. <laughs> yeah. His, you don't hear his, about you don't hear about Satan sending like she bears to kill 40 kids, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, his major crimes. Satan's major crimes were giving what, giving, what was it? Knowledge. The knowledge. The gift of knowledge. Of, of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a bad thing, oh. apparently. No, I want you to live in ignorance. I'm God. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did he do? Oh, yeah. He tried to feed the guy who was uh, starving himself to death in the desert in the for desert, yeah. what, like 30 days. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. I got you some need... sausage. <laughs> yeah. you, you need to eat something, man. <laughs> so anyway, um, to, to get back kind of on point where we're talking about here, uh, what's the one thing that you wish people would know before assuming what someone in the, the what someone who's a member of the satanic temple believes in um i would hope they just wouldn't assume anything and and actually be open to listening to what i have to say i mean it it's you know i don't expect you know i say i'm a satanist i'm with satanic temple i don't expect people to know anything about it prior to asking me the question what would be nice would be to have the ability to say, this is who I am. This is what I believe. And them having an open, open enough in my mind to say, okay, well, that's, you know, to actually listen to the words and not just hear Satan and nothing else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately so, there's a lot of people that hear the word Satan. They're like, I'm done. I'm out. 
Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just else. from, yeah. I mean, it's not just from, you know, re- religious upbringing. I mean, you know, people's idea of Satanism, you know, a lot of the bad stuff when it comes to this idea that we're a bunch of, you know, child sacrificers <laughs> and there's this whole conspiracy, you know, like Illuminati type shit. Thanks, I mean, Anton Xander LeVay. Fucking thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I know he didn't really, but I'm just saying that yeah. he. He made the fucking black masses and shit like that. And just, well, he didn't make them. Not, but he, he, well, he popularized them in the late, what, 70s, I think. So, yeah, Church of Satan was established back in the 60s. Yeah. And so... Um, his Which you guys are not. You're not the Church of Satan. <laughs> no, we are, we are I, not the I would. I would hope people listening to this would know the difference already. <laughs> Yeah, I could go into it, but we're we're very much mm-hmm. not just Satan. The only the only um the only thing that we share in common is that we don't we're not literal devil worshippers. So the Church yeah. of Satan, uh founded by Anton LaVey back in the sixties, um, you know, he's the one that wrote the Satanic Bible, which everyone you know, everyone I'm sure is familiar with, uh Satanic Witch, stuff like that. Um are, you know, the only thing we have in common really is that we're, we're, um, you know, atheistic. So they, they, they also use Satan as a literary metaphor as well. Mm-hmm. They don't worship a, a literal Satan. Uh, but there's also everything else that's completely different about us. Um, and, you know, they, people can look it up. It's, I mean, it's all there online. I mean, we've yeah. got, got our website. They've mm-hmm. got their website. People can go and look that up on, on their own. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, when it, when it comes to, you know, Church of Satan did not propagate that idea of, you know, the, you know, the, the children sacrificing the abuse, everything like that. It was no, actually, no, no, that was the, that was the, the satanic panic that did that yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Satanic panic of the eighties and nineties. And, uh, thanks mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was funny because I, I have fairly young parents cause we all, everyone in my family likes to reproduce at the age of 12. So <laughs> <laughs> they were growing up kind of in the shadow of that as well of the satanic panic so obviously when my satanism came up that's that's what they remembered they they, uh, my mother actually did bring that up she's like well i remember god like the you know the mcmartin's preschool case blah 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 and so like she she you know it was very it it, Mm. it was so ingrained in her that that was a real thing because of the media frenzy at the time that that still stuck with her so yeah you know that's so a lot of the flack we get from people that still believe that that's a lot of where that came from. And so, you know, the difference is, is that, you know, people like my mom who's willing to listen to, you know, what I have to say about it. And she's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. And then there are others who don't care. So I'm just pissed off because I missed out, missed out on so many great metal bands (laughs) (laughs) because of my parents. (laughs) Oh man. Okay, let's get to the lightning round. Uh, but first, I need to reiterate the the fun little story about how my family noticed that we became friends on Facebook. Shalise, oh, that, yeah. that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Where mother in law is a strict Mormon, and uh, grandmother is a she's a she's not a like she's not a hardcore Christian, but she's a very much a God believer kind of thing. And yeah. so when they found out we became friends on Facebook, they were like, they went to my wife. Like before they even came to me with anything, they're like, they went to my wife and they're like. Hey, uh, you know, your husband has become friends with someone who's in the satanic temple, you know, the chapter head. And I'm like, and my wife's like, what's this with you becoming friends with Satanists? I'm like, yeah, they're friends. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in Satan. It's just <laughs> people that, that live by good, good standards and rules. Oh, okay. And she's like, well, my mother-in-law, my mom's being a real dick about this whole thing. And, 
And so it just, it really made me laugh because she's, they, they were trying to insinuate that like, I'm going to lead my children down a path that they might never return from. And I'm like, have you guys even bothered to look up their website? I mean, have you even tried to, to understand who these people are? Yeah. No, of course no, not. No, Why course would not. They? they see Satan no. and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the buzzword. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just funny that they thought that that's the only way to save my kids from this doom is just to talk behind my back. You know, the doom that there that was created by their God that can only be saved by their God <laughs> <laughs> because of his shitty creation. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was really funny that like none of them still none of them have come up to me at all about this whole thing. And they're still they like, haven't just talked being, to you personally about no, it. No, not a single word. They've just oh, gone man. through my wife. And I'm like, yeah, you passive aggressive bastards. Don't even try to like don't even try to have a conversation about this thing. Yeah, uh, that's family noticed. for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I noticed about the culture here: very passive aggressive. So, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you don't, you don't have pass- the issues like in uh, Arizona or Texas, where lives could possibly end any day, really, because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. some of the stuff we they get. So, so lightning round. Uh, let's see. I, we, we've already gone over a couple of these already. So, where are you from, Shalise? Um, I was born here, and I uh, did some moving around. So between here and I, my second home is uh, Oregon. So, but I'm I'm primarily lucky. <laughs> uh, let's farm. see. Uh, one of my questions: Have you ever been to our fair state? Yes, you live here now. Uh, <laughs> atheist all your life or later in life? Um, I consider I started considering myself an atheist when I was uh, 14 years old. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so not, not all my life, obviously, I was raised in the religion, and as a mm-hmm. kid, even all of it, but by the time I was 14, I was I was, I was was done with it and considered myself in As much as I'm pissed so, off at my parents yeah. for doing that to me and raising me in religion and all that stuff, I also realize that it gives me kind of a leg up on the people that were never religious mm-hmm. when yeah, it comes well, to combating the shit, so... Well, I'm not mad at my folks about it because they they they're the kind of they're the kind of Christians that other Christians should should aspire to. Yeah. Because they 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 truly have that I they truly have that attitude of just like, you know, this is what we believe in and if you don't that's totally fine too. I mean, obviously the the, the atheism and then the eventual satanism, I mean, it kind of it, it was shocking and they were very uneasy about it, but at the same time I didn't get the hateful emails and I didn't get the um the, the disownment and everything like that. They were willing to take the time to learn so you know and and i think that they they kind of raised me to be the same way like non-judgmental it's just hearing someone out even if you think they're batshit crazy like you know stuff like that so i'm not mad about it It no okay so what about what's what about what's your favorite booze or beer that you might have oh man so there's so many to choose from especially in this state and people might think that and I bring this up only for people that might be listening outside of Utah. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, we do have weird, crazy liquor laws in the state. We do. But we do, it's not as but... different as, as some other places out there. But at the same time, we've got some amazing booze in this state. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, obviously, High West Distillery is some of the yes. best to see. It's great. Uh, I also really love uh, the Wasatch uh, Wasatch beer. I mean, you can't really go wrong with them. Um, I'm loving I'm loving their pumpkin beer right now. Oh. I, Which one, the the blackjack or the? No, I'm blackjack. I mean, the the blackjack is, is okay, but yeah. I prefer having because what I do is I do the 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 black and tans, oh, but okay. I use their regular pumpkin beer as the as the tan part, and then you put Guinness on top. 
Um, so that's mm. my favorite. But um, God, there's so many. There's so many in Denver as well. There's a lot of good Denver uh, breweries yeah. that I'm in love with. So yeah, but, Epic yeah, moved to Denver. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> so they're yeah. a Denver brewery now, not a fucking Utah brewery anymore, which mm-hmm. makes me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so last question I have for you here. What's the most tooth grinding thing that people of faith do? Oh. Uh like, they oh, uh, fucking knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> they encroach on other people's uh freedom of expression. Good answer. Good answer. Very that'd good. Get, answer. That'd get you forty points on the uh, family feud right there. <laughs> <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back with our finishing the show segment. We'll be you, you guys heard me already. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheist geeks and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. Well, unfortunately, we lost Shalise, but in her place, we've gained back Felicia. Hey, Felicia, <laughs> welcome to the show. You Yay! made it! Yay! To, to give people a frame of reference, it's like almost 12.30 on <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> For most of us workaday people, Monday through Friday, and I'm not d- excluding certain people like Felicia because because she doesn't have kids, but she worked her ass off tonight doing something else. But mm-hmm. for the rest of us, it's like from the nine to five and having kids and everything. It's like, fuck, I need to sleep in. It's not going to happen because kids don't know how to fucking sleep in. Uh, anyway, I just have events. You know, I don't have kids. I have shit I have to do in the morning. You have a mm-hmm. cat. <laughs> no, no, no. I have literal like commitments. Ugh. In the day. Okay. So, yeah, I've replaced children, apparently, with... With obligation. <laughs> Responsibilities. Like, making an active difference in the world? What the fuck am I doing? That's okay, you'll grow out of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're I don't know, Hillary Clinton never did. <laughs> You're so young. Anyway. There's time to be cynical. It is time for our highs for the week. And as much as we may not want to be positive, this is the part where we try to be at least. And I'm going to go first because Felicia just reminded me of something I, I have to be positive about this week. Um, I think I've talked about it on the show a few times and I just made the loudest fucking um. Wow, that was amazing. Uh, anyway, I, I've talked a lot about uh, my weight control and, you know, all the the fact that I've, you know, ballooned quite a bit and... um. I've started running again, which I'm happy about because it honestly does make me feel better. I feel good about myself. But last week, I, for the show, for a lot of the stuff I do in this world, I, I, I do certain things that, you know, might be viewed from a lot of people as, you know, why would you do something like that? But, you know, to make the show better, to provide, you know, extra cash for me to spend on whatever, I donate plasma every week. And like every time you go in, you get weighed. Whether you want to or not, you have to be weighed to donate plasma. And when I weighed in last week, I noticed I was at like 290. And to, to give people an example, I, I was 310 at my heaviest and I'm, that's pretty goddamn close. And I managed to whittle myself down to, what was it? 
227 at my lightest. And so getting back up to 290, I'm like, fuck, I let myself go quite a bit. And I just kind of hit that point where I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to start tracking calories. I don't give a fuck what you people may say. Tracking calories works for me. Doesn't work for everybody. Works for me. That's how I got down so skinny and running my balls off. But anyway, it's been really nice trying to, you know, work within the budget of calories again and to, you know, actually be physical again. It, it makes me feel a lot better. So that that's kind of my high point for the week. I don't really have much anything else because we're in the middle of a school year and I'm at my job. I'm we're, we're barreling towards a really shitty time of the year. So, yes, yes, we are. Ugh. God You're damn. not in the middle of the school year, darling. You just started. I just started. <laughs> it just Stop. began. So the days of getting five and a half hours of sleep are back once again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I don't have kids. That's neat. Oh, <laughs> I got to step that one back a little bit because I just like like I'm I'm sort of signed on with. You know being in love with a guy who has a kid and also loving his kid and spending nights with his kid there. So yeah, no, that's going to happen with me soon. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So my high and low, um, my high is I've started doing, a, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you X. Um, weight management for me is a huge deal. Um, one of my huge successes, one of my, 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 for me, emotionally significant things was after my divorce, I lost all the weight that I just could not lose when I was married. I, it, part of it was that he controlled what I ate and when I ate. And part of it was that no matter how closely I tracked my calories, no, how, no matter how careful I was, it didn't matter because I was under so much emotional stress. That I was a big part of that too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, that I was that I was that I was horribly, horribly like I, I mean, emotional abuse has such terrible effects on your body, and and anyone who says otherwise is ignoring the science on yeah. this. Yeah, no there's shit. actual research <laughs> on this. So uh, no, I, I I couldn't lose the weight, and then after I got out of the marriage, I started I started exercising, but more importantly, I cut my added sugars and I started actually watching my diet the way I wanted to. Like I got to control my diet and I got to own my own body again. And so I did and I lost a ton of weight. And then I started this. It's bread. Once I start letting go of bread, (laughs) it just falls (laughs) off. (laughs) Gotta love bread. Fuck. Gotta love bread. uh, I mean, it's not only a Utah thing, but we in Utah in particular have a unhealthy fucking like obsession with bread. No, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> Bread is neat. Um, but yeah, I cut out my added sugars and my artificial sweeteners, uh, especially the artificial sweeteners. I mean, it, of course, added sugar is something that I can't 100% avoid if I'm going to exist in society. Be a human, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Un-American, there yeah. you go. Artificial sweeteners, have I have not touched for a very, very long time, and I'm, I have no plans on going back. Yeah, I love my sweet and low. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Hey, how about this for a high point for everybody this week? Obama just killed the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yay. Good for him. Yeah. Breaking news item there. I just had to bring that one in because yay, because they released it because you had some private security force sicking dogs on Native American people. Fuck you guys. That Shame on so you. so fucking disgusting. I can't yeah. hear 
Anyway, sorry, okay. back to you. <laughs> so, um, you don't gotta I give a low. Doing, <laughs> I started doing intermittent fasting, um, okay. which is basically fasting, but you're bad at it. Uh, <laughs> so there, there's several styles of intermittent fasting, and like the the actual science says what works for you, right? So like maybe twice a week you don't eat you eat dinner and then you don't eat again until dinner and you do that twice a week or maybe you spend three days a week eating like very specific foods or they look up intermittent fasting that's kind of what i do i i for mm -hmm. most of the work week i eat about the same thing every single day and then i change it up on the weekends right so that that would be some that's so the, the, okay so here's the thing about fasting if you hard fast and you don't eat anything, that's actually not terribly healthy. <laughs> it's actually really, really, really hard on your body. But then there's intermittent fasting where the, and the one, the style I've chosen because it's just, just because it works for me. I'm not saying this is, this has to be for everyone else is, uh, I'm doing a two, five fast. So two days a week, I'm choosing Monday, Tuesday because fuck it. Why not? I guess this is Monday and Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Will, Let's just make Monday even Monday. shittier as it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I guess whatever. Monday, Tuesdays are my days, and Monday, Tuesday I fast. I uh, and and it's 48 hours. If you go over 48 hours of fasting, it's actually unhealthy. It's bad for you. Like like that's where you start to like not get the weight loss benefits, and you don't get the insulin reduction, and you don't get the uh, added human growth hormone that your body naturally produces. So two, five. And in those two days, I get 500 calories a day. Wow. That's a, yeah. that's a so minuscule amount. So those two days suck balls. They're so hard. They're so hard to, to live up to. Like it's, it, 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 it it's hard on those two days. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the week, they're like, don't eat more than you did before. But the thing is, like, my stomach shrinks during those mm -hmm. two days where I'm not eating and I have to make it like an active effort not to eat. So my stomach goes, it gets, a, it gets a lot smaller. So the rest of the week, I'm like, I cannot. I, I, like, today, I had one, like, big meal. I ate a whole sandwich and, <laughs> and a half soup. And a half soup. And... Uh, that was my meal. And then I snacked a couple of times. One of my snacks was hummus and cucumbers. <laughs> so, you know, not terribly calorie dense. But, like, I find myself, like, just not able, because my stomach shrinks. Like, like I, I cannot go over it. And I've actually noticed a difference. And I'm actually going back to where I was and I'm losing weight again. So I'm really, really excited. Yep. And um, I can handle, I can handle my 48 hours fasting, uh, bad fasting, where I, I do actually eat foods. Mm -hmm. And I, and I mean, I, I, I still have my creamer and my coffee, which is like. Straight sugar. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. I do half and half. Oh, you fuck okay. off. I do not touch the sugar shit. I thought you were talking about like coffee meat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God, no. Half and half. That makes your, your coffee a dessert. 
No, 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 no. My no, cough one, is... one little bit of a blurp in your in your coffee cup becomes a pop tart. You know? Yeah, it's like that's all your sugar for the day. Yeah, sorry, that that's my standard measurement for things is pop tarts. You know, when I'm when I'm dieting or when I'm eating right, I'm like that is about the same equivalent as a pop tart. <laughs> just because it's a block of 180 calories. Just yep, nope, like, nope. You, mm. Hey, you guys like eating at Olive Garden? Sorry, I know there's gonna be smug people out there who'll be like, "Oh, how dare you fucking eat at Olive Garden?" And Olive Garden's my fucking jam. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. But one of those breadsticks is like 160 calories, and it's like, yeah, I'm oh, disappointed God. in you. I'm actually disappointed in you for eating at Olive Garden because that's. I Felicia, love you. I live in Clearfield. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> there's, not, there's not exactly there's not actually like a decent fucking like Italian place to go to. Oh, you You're, can go to Fazoli's. No, I I rather that serves prosciutto because that's, that's mm. my jam. I know I make better food than Olive Garden makes, but sometimes I don't want to cook. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I want them to bring me barrels of bad food <laughs> that I don't have to clean up after. <laughs> no, I know that feeling. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. So uh, the the reality is that they're like, don't overcompensate for calories when you're not fasting. The thing is that I mean, and I'm not saying this is going to be true for everyone. And I and I don't want because a big a big truth of Healthy eating is called intuitive eating, where you eat for you, <laughs> like what your as body a is hungry for. Yeah, yeah, like, but you, you know, have no, to it, you have to work to get to that point. That's the it problem. Does. No, it takes mm-hmm. it takes active effort, and you find what works for you because genetics are varied, and we're all fucking mutts at this point. <laughs> no, so yeah, uh, race no, is a construct, you assholes. <laughs> Well, I found what works for me. And, and the thing is that when I was losing weight, I was doing intermittent fasting just naturally. Like I just would just not eat. Be- and, and this was largely because of my style and my income and many, many things. Like I was just fasting because fuck it. I can't afford food or fuck <laughs> it because I'm just tired and yeah. I don't feel like making things like, 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 like I was intermittent fasting just for other reasons. So now I've changed it into a, an actual like diet standard where I'm intermittently fasting. But you're seeing results though. That's the good thing. Oh, I am. I am. I am seeing it. I am seeing results. I've actually started going back. I, I have lost some weight. I, I don't know how much because I'm not weighing myself, but I can see it. I can see it in my face. Oh, and I just realized I never gave the, the bookend to me weighing in at plasma every day. Every time I go to do that. Uh, I've lost like nine pounds since last week, <laughs> and I, damn, I, I, I know it's it's mainly water and all that fun, whatever the hell they like. Mm-hmm. I don't like that water weight shit. It, it is actual fat that has bubbled off of me. But the problem is that that's the easy portion. Right. <laughs> that first week is always oh wow this is doing great. You're not going to get biggest loser amount of fucking weight loss. And I've done this many times. I've thought about doing a separate channel where I just talk about the shit going on. But finding a community really helps out, especially if you're trying to uh, be honest with yourself and with other people. I mean, uh, when it comes to, you know, how you're doing, I I try to, you know, elucidate a little bit to people like what's going on, how I'm feeling, what's going on. And there's a lot of communities out there where people are like, good job, great job. You know, even if you feel like you did shitty for the day, they'd be like, pat you on the back. You could do better next time. You know, that kind of thing. I do really well with that. And both Felicia and I belong to a group where they... 
they do pretty good on that kind of thing. I actually so. really appreciate that. And, and um, when my fella is ready to start, because he he's been talking about it lately, but I mean he's he's a single it's, dad. Yeah, you got to you got to you got to oh, hit that point and, and, where it's for you, you know. Yeah, no, and and don't get me wrong, like I'm not I'm not like expecting you're not badgering. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is all you're getting pretty around there. Like <laughs> what he wants for himself, like that's all. Because for me, he's handsome as shit. Like I don't care. Like yeah, he, I don't care. He's handsome. And I so, just look at myself and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> right. It's, it's all internal. And so for me, when I started gaining weight on doing my my current campaign thing, he didn't notice, apparently. And he's like, nope, you look amazing. Every damn day he says that. Like he's and, <laughs> and I believe him. I believe that he sees that in me. Anyway, so no, I, I've started going back on the right track and I'm really excited about the intermittent fasting thing because today I had like one actual meal today <laughs> and i snacked the rest of the time yes yeah, it's like a 240 <laughs> calorie breakfast and then i had some hummus and some yogurt cheese which yogurt is a cheese? new thing yeah um mm, it's that's interesting a lebanese thing where they like cult they like culture yogurt into like cream cheese and i had oh, that on so some it's like celery cheese then hmm. uh, it was awesome it was like cream cheese, but slightly sourer, like yogurt. It was mm. awesome. It was so good. So I had that. That's interesting. Let's uh, check that out. Laziz. Laziz is the company, and they are at the, you, the Salt Lake Farmer's Market, and that's the only place you can apparently buy their yogurt cheese, and it's better than cream cheese, and I'm like, I need this in my life. Yeah, because forever. I, <laughs> I fucking hate cream cheese. <laughs> I, <laughs> Okay, first of all, your regular cream cheese is full of fillers that are not toxic. They're not bad. They're not... No, but sawdust mm-hmm. is not toxic, and it's a filler. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They right? just call like, it so cellulose. Like, not, not even, like, I'm not even going to call it, like, empty calories, because it's just, it's just there to, like, so they can cut their product, right? Like, it's not even... Mm-hmm. Like, it's not enough of anything for it to be detrimental, but flavor-wise... It's shit. It's like it cutting cuts COVID flavor, baby powder. <laughs> and it changes the texture. And if you get like real cream cheese, uh, there is a brand Gina Marie cream cheese, which is a cow cream cheese. Um, that's actually delicious. And it's a lot harder to make and it's slightly a more, more expensive. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> then your uh, Philadelphia. You know, it's hard to <laughs> make. Ah. Yeah. It does taste better. I actually really like that stuff. Uh, and it tastes, it, it almost tastes like a more mild goat's. Uh, I have to use the correct term. It's chef. So mm. goat goat milk can be made into all sorts of cheeses, <laughs> and a lot of people think of goat cheese as like just like that crumbly stuff that you can get feta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feta is actually traditionally a sheep goat milk blend. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten cheese in a long time on this I show. Know. <laughs> I know. Anyway. So, but I hate to be that host. We do need to wrap up. So Kyle. Yeah, okay, oh. yeah, so so, so I'm, I, that's what that's uh, that's where I was going. So. Um, I've started losing weight again. I'm feeling really good about it. A uh, low point. You don't even have to do one. <laughs> no, I got one. I got one. Go on. All right, fuck Kyle. Go for it, man. <laughs> uh, so I got a, I got a promotion at work. So, so bitch. I'd say congratulations, I but I know what that entails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know we're not going to pay you anymore. We're just going to yeah. make you do extra shit. <laughs> 
here you go. Have some extra responsibilities. I'm like, ah, Can okay. Well. Cost of living increase? No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a good thing because I was getting like really bored, really, really bored with my job, which was yeah, start, yeah. starting to starting to really hurt. So okay, cool. Yeah, no, I would like to do other more interesting things. Like this will be good for you. I'm like, uh, it's gonna keep me from murdering people. So sure, yeah, okay. I'm going on one month since my interview. <laughs> I haven't heard a goddamn thing. <laughs> that's but that's par for the course. Standard. That's par yeah. for the course, yeah. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much it. I mean, other than that, the the, the this week has been really interesting. Uh I'm still I'm still getting uh feedback and fallout from the convention. Wow. And it's it's all <laughs> been it's all been really good. All right. It's all been really good. And and we've gotten few people i know that have now found the show yay so if you're oh, wonderful if you're if you're listening thank you oh and i'm and i actually have all, all my equipment to do my like actual nice new mic yeah and it's coming no, i'm not on it tonight because i'm so well yeah I'm well so yes because it's, it's late and it's tired and you were doing work stuff yep our, our next episode will be a sunday episode so everybody will be more rested. It's not going to be after fucking work. On. <laughs> oh, but Felicia, you missed us talking about Joseph Smith's other seer stone. <laughs> I heard about that shit. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up because we need to get to the patron show. Uh, so we've reached at we've we've come to that point. That's it for this week's episode. We're off to go record the secret patron show, like I just said. That will remain exclusive for our patrons for six months before it's made available to the rest of the world. If you really want to hear what we're talking about, all it takes is a buck a week. And you don't even have to pay that buck a week. You can just say, I'm going to pay half that. You know, you can do that. I'm not going to give you shit. Anybody that wants to donate anything to the show, I fucking love you for it. So it's either that or you'll have to make do with the old ass episodes on our YouTube and podcast feed. And some of those are starting to get pretty cool, like how we do the show nowadays. So it's like, it's really Uh interesting to see the show's progression because every time I do a episode for the week, I have to go back and listen to some shit from the previous like six months. And I'm like, Whoa, we've grown. (laughs) No, we still occasionally have the weird audio glitch and stuff like that, but I'm, it's a, it's a process. I'm learning. It's not going to mean anything until you get to that hundred. Anyway, if you don't reach a hundred episodes, you're not a real, you're not a real (laughs) fucking podcast. You're not a real show. No, how dare you? Anyway, so those that join us beyond the veil by going to patreon.com slash Utah Outcast have many options available to them. And like the LDS church, we have a greater, uh, we have greater rewards for those that are more devout to the Utah Outcasts. Just go check it out. It all makes sense. Uh, we're still setting up for the in-depth Ray Comfort episode. That's going to be recorded. Oh, fucking a couple of weeks. Oh shit. I don't know. Yes, I, I will plan it to be recorded anyway. And we will be lampooning atheist delusion. Uh, I believe on the night of the barbecue, we'll find out about that. I'm, I'm throwing a little barbecue at the house. Anyway, uh, keep in mind, you can reach us anytime through our social media empire, through comments on YouTube. And I am stockpiling shitty YouTube comments for yet another shitty YouTube comments episode. That's going to be fun. Uh, voicemail, text and email. So thanks to Felicia, Kyle and Shalice, who took off already, uh, for joining me once again this week. Uh, but uh, the, sadly, this is the part where we must say to the outcast, we'll catch you again next week with a brand new episode. But until then, hail Satan. Bon Good night, everybody. Indominus Satanus. And you're welcome. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Religion evolves. You can watch it. It evolves. I speak.
spent my whole life perplexed by religiousness Front doorstep debating with Jehovah's Witnesses I was a teenage empirical thinker, a spiritual seeker Obsessed with rap, I considered it lyrical research This was the medium that I could think and speak in Flipping ridiculous figures of speech over beats like every weekend My CD collection became my personal gospel I was an apostle, like Thomas wondering was it impossible To rock shows and still be thoughtful, so paradoxical Speaking in tongues all over the drums like Pentecostals I figured if I could master the craft I could start a new religion devoid of superstition A descendant of secular humanism With the ecstatic rituals of ancient mystical shamanistical visions Except based on philosophical naturalism Which means no counterfactual claims, no supernatural Nothing but reason and evidence Troops salute the rational In my religion the truth is sacred And science adjudicates it And meditation is cool if you want to find your Buddha nature But human nature exists too and it's not rude to face it Enlightenment comes when we understand how evolution shapes it It's a demon haunted world, you can take it from Carl Sagan Whether Christian or pagan, religion evolves Whether it benefits one of us or whether it benefits all Adaptive problems are gonna get solved, religion evolves The bigger the scale of a society, the bigger the gods People get along when someone's watching them, religion evolves We'll send a rocket on a man mission to Mars If the holy wars don't kill us first, let's hope religion evolves I'll turn my religion upon itself like an Ouroboros Religion evolves it adapts, ask a biologist, a cognitive psychologist, a sociologist, an anthropologist, a behavioral ecologist Religion is all of this, two or three new religions get founded a day They're just like rap artists, most of them won't be around in a decade They all compete for space and followers and human devotion Religion evolves, cause many are called but few are chosen Approximately 10,000 religions are currently active So forgive me if I don't ask which exact version you practice Chances are, flip of a coin is probably Abrahamic Half the planet is either Christian or Jewish or Islamic We can track the demographics, study the epidemiology But human beings have been religious since before the Holocene 12,000 years ago, agricultural revolution Prior to that, most of our significant evolution Small-scale societies surviving in the Pleistocene Had a strong incentive to unite like a hive of bees Religion is a device for binding people tribally And if you're in my tribal, then I'll die for you, you'll die for me It's a demon haunted world You can take it from Carl Sagan Whether Christian or pagan, religion evolves Whether it benefits one of us Or whether it benefits all Adaptive problems are gonna get solved Religion evolves The bigger the scale of a society The bigger the gods People get along when someone's watching them Religion evolves We'll send a rocket on a manned mission to Mars If the holy wars don't kill us first Let's hope religion evolves Religion is an evolved mental technology, definitely. But did it evolve culturally, or did it evolve genetically? Or is it a byproduct of several other mental capacities that evolved independently and separately function adaptively like agency detection systems triggered hyperactively, or theory of mind, which means reading people tactically like, I know what you're thinking, who the hell is Bubba Brinkman? Is he some kind of cross between a prof and juvenile delinquent? Yeah, that's right, that's what I am. Now let's get back to the question at hand. I have a conscious mind and I'll try to predict your thoughts as best 
I can And I predict you've never considered what religion is adapted for Or if you have, then I predict you've never heard it rap before So how do I know it's adaptive? I mean, it could be random drift It could be a byproduct of something else that has adaptiveness Like your belly button, which is amazing But it's not really for navel-gazing Nah, it's a side effect of your umbilical cord So religion might be a viral meme that's parasitic Or it might be an adaptation for maximizing descendants It might benefit individuals Or it might benefit whole groups Or it might be the invention of cynical priests trying to control you Or it might be a belly button byproduct Or adaptive in the past and maladaptive in the present Those are good questions to ask And science can find the answers And the answers are non-obvious Except for the answer to where religion doesn't come from Divine Providence. Divine Providence. Divine Providence. We haven't even touched the balls. <laughs> we haven't even fondled them. We don't even. <laughs> we don't even need to get to the asshole. No, perineum maybe, <laughs> just because that's where a lot of guys are ticklish. I'm speaking for myself. I don't know about other guys. I've never tickled we, another guy's perineum, so <laughs> we just, we just, we just is teased to the outside. Is it the same thing for guys as it is for girls? Because I know the perineum is no. the place. No. Okay. So what the hell is First it? First of all, like the G spot doesn't ex- actually exist. It's just your clitoris in the. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like the perineum is the space between vagina and asshole, where they have to do the episiotomy sometimes, where they snip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm fully aware of that. Oh no, I'm just saying. I thought that was the same thing for guys. I thought like between. You know, where you're that little, the gooch, oh, yeah. as they call it, guys. Is mm-hmm. it the same thing? Do they call it the same name? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the same endometrial tissue. Yeah. I'm just wondering yes. if it's called the same thing, like in yeah. Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. Homework for this week, people. They, Find out and let me know. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in next week when we have your answer to what that space between Tune balls in and asshole is. For called. a gynecological anatomy exam. <laughs> <laughs> Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.